Here comes the music. Fire it up, British lady. You have to live with that? That open? What's that? You're That's me, yeah. Is that your normal opening? That's the one you need? Yeah, yeah. That's my theme song. This is the part where it gets tedious, because now it's just... Guitar. Yeah, well then we have to play mine. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time. <laughs> Here it comes. Here's mine. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Banal of America Audio, with your host, Tim Banal. <laughs> Now everybody's got to wait through mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be stepped on, you know. No, 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 don't worry about it. I don't care. That name was anywhere from truth, but we have not done basic work. I have this hunch that this phenomenon is comes from some sort of domain of pure information. And the fact that they can interact with us at all suggests Bernie Mooney's um, uh, beatnik uh, abduction thing. 
Probably towards the end, just because we've already played a lot. We will tell. We will describe this near the end of the show. And that there was a yeah, yeah. a uh, it was uh, Tim like uh, kicking uh, our friend Bernie's butt to do this uh, this little uh, recording, which we will save till the end. Um, it's a it's a beatnik abduction story. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. It was really well done. I was impressed. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so we had 2016 um, that was actually, I think we got more to talk about this year than we did last. Uh, I'd say so, but as I was going over the notes and putting it together, I kind of ran out of shit by the end because it was like, I got the impression overall that uh, – I should note that I have Pararania voice tonight, folks. It's almost better, but still kind of scraggly yeah. here. Um, I felt like everything was kind of like in it, on pause almost, except for UFOs because of the whole election thing. But also because of the election, it felt like it felt like the election sucked the oxygen out of the out of the whole year, like for everything almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know what I mean? It's like I UFOs, can't even really yeah. remember a lot of big things that happened because it was like everything was the election, the election, the election. So like there yeah, weren't any, it's, uh, go ahead. No, that's, I mean, that was it. I mean, it just didn't seem like there was any advancement of anything else that I could recall that like stood out to me, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I can't think of anything that really stood out to me either, except for, you know, what just happened recently, and we'll get to that at the end. It's basically 2017. Excuse me, 2017. I'm sorry, I'm drinking um, uh, soda water, and I just ate a um, big hunk of pizza, which was delicious. So Nice. What kind of pizza? Uh, just basically everything. Sausage, pepperoni, pep, uh, nice. uh, green, onion, green, green peppers, onions, uh, olives, and light cheese, because I like light cheese. Because I don't like cheese really? overwhelming everything. Yeah, I don't like I don't like a lot of cheese. I used to have problems with it um, eating it because it would give me an upset stomach. Doesn't seem so much now, but the I've uh, stopped. Um, I kept the habit where I don't eat huge gobs of melted cheese on a pizza. I just don't for some reason I don't like it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, my my my, my uh, pizza preference. So there you uh, go. I guess yeah. You you sent me very helpfully a list of. Uh, of uh, stories, and you, you've already actually um, uh, done a good uh, intro to the first one, that the election sucked all the air out of um, of the paranormal, actually. It, it, somebody did a study, I think, that said, or somebody told me that recently, that they noticed that whenever there's any kind of war games, or not games, actual wars going on that the United States at least is involved in, all the UFO sightings go away. And then when everybody's coming home, they suddenly spike up again. Weird. Yeah, and I guess it would make sense because if you if you know a lot of them are going if you take the idea that some or maybe more than some of them have to be some sort of military thing, maybe they're off using them wherever they need to be using them. Um, but you can also look at it a psychosocial way that when people are concentrating on something that is um, full of uh, import for the country and for a lot of people in it 
that they tend not to really care about the paranormal stuff. If, if, you know, evidence after 9-11, when we didn't hear about UFOs for like, what, four or five years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the impression I got kind of this year, where it was like, uh, there just didn't seem to be any, any, uh, any, like, I was just thinking, like, one, I remember one year, uh, uh, that it was like they had like the fake Bigfoot thing, and then there was like some other thing that happened. You know, it was like a few different like Stephenville. I think was the same year. It was like, oh wow, a lot of weird stuff. But, like this year, there wasn't any really, there wasn't any like signature Bigfoot case or anything like that. But nope. uh, I thought the election. Well, I mean, we talked back in May when I did my four shows in a row a week. Uh, I was. It's just to sort of like for people who I I hope. I, I don't know if I hope for this or hope not, but I, I, maybe people listen to these later, like years later. So this is the kind of time capsule, but it's like to bring people like to catch them up to what happened. It was like, I'm sure you know <laughs> by now, unless you're living in a cave because of the apocalypse in the future, Hillary ran <laughs> against Trump and Hillary was like, uh, like super pro UFO. And that got all in all the news. Um, and I know I was bullish about it. I was like, holy shit, this is the first time a, a real candidate for president's, like, talked about UFOs, and she's serious about it. And, you know, it was exciting and everything. Um, and so it was like the year UFOs, like, dominated the year, essentially, of 2016. The first, definitely the first half. Then once she stopped talking about it, then even UFOs got sucked into the vacuum of the election. Uh, right. Then I, I, Starting like in June or July, it's like all anyone was fucking talking about was the election, the election, the election. Until they're still talking about it, you know. So, right. <laughs> so I guess the the note that I wrote to Greg in the most simplest of terms was like Trump wins, UFOs lose with a question mark. It's like did they lose? We don't really know. You know what I mean? It was like it's one <laughs> thing to be bullish about it and be like, oh, something good could happen if she gets elected and yada yada. It's like we never really knew that for sure, you know. And there was always a big part of my, like, thought process on it, and I'm presuming Greg's too, where it was just like, we've seen this, even though this is relatively novel that the, the candidate's talking about UFOs, we've, we've had a million false teases before, so there's no sense, you know, there's no sense counting your chickens before they're hatched, in a sense, you know, just, you know I wouldn't get too excited about uh, what might happen, because we're almost always disappointed. And we were disappointed, because... Just on a not to get all political with people, like on a purely UFO level, uh, you know, her losing uh, pretty much cut the brakes on on the UFO disclosure thing that was happening. So, yeah, whether it would have been anything or not, who knows? But it's undebatable that like it's over. (laughs) Like, like I don't, you know, I think it was a huge blunder on Steve Bassett's part because I kept trying to tell him to, you know, keep an eye on Trump and everything. And he put all his eggs in the uh, Hillary basket. So no one, no one bothered to call Trump and ask him about UFOs this whole time. So, uh, so, yeah, so well, yeah. I don't yeah. think he cares about it really. Um, no, but the only part is no one, no one bothered. No one bothered. It's like, yeah. geez, yeah, I don't think anybody even asked him about it, or if they did, it just never got reported. And the only reason it got reported with uh, Hillary was, one, she 
seen, her and her husband have seemed interested in it for a while. And more importantly, her, her uh, campaign manager is like a, is a, is a huge one, you know, 110% UFO fanatic. Right. So, I mean, that's what everybody was all excited about, you know, but it didn't pan but, out. Yeah. So. No, it didn't pan out. And then plus, uh, what's the, the, uh, uh, the email leaks supposedly showed that uh, that Podesta was talking to uh, what's his name Tom DeLong. So, which to me yeah. proves you know nothing except that he wasn't lying about talking talking to important people. I, I don't think he's lying about that at all. In fact, I don't think he's lying about anything. That was one of the big stories. Who's this, Tom DeLong? Yeah, the DeLong thing was a big story this year, and it was, yeah, uh, that was a big I, story. Yeah. And I asked. Uh, I didn't know. What am I saying? I I um I got to go on. Uh, Coast to coast for the second time in my life. Um, I don't think they liked me down there as a guest. Anyway, for the second time <laughs> in my life, I went on the show, and uh, one of the questions that uh, Nap asked was, what do you think about this Tom DeLong thing in March? And I had just heard about it, I think, or I think he told me he was going to ask about it. I was like, oh, shit, I better read up on it. And I looked yeah. at it, and it's like, this is Benowitz all over again. It's the same damn thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I see that you know everything looks like a nail to me because I'm a hammer. But it's it to me. It looked like you know. Anytime somebody says they're going to tell you the truth about UFOs, that's not what it is. So that's happened over and over and over and over since the 1950s. I think maybe even before that. And there was no reason to think that it was going to be any different this time. But. Nap seems to think so. Obviously, DeLong seems to think so. And, you know, of course, they're telling uh, DeLong all kinds of stuff, which is, you know, if they told it to us, we might feel the way he does. But I've got a strong sense of skepticism about it. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I think it's I think it's going to fizzle out, or it's just going to be something where everybody goes, what? You know, it'll just be something that doesn't really make any difference to anybody after it's run its course of, you know, we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you, something's going to happen, we're going to tell you. That's what I'm confused about. Like, what is, what, mm-hmm. I don't really understand the story in a sense, because it's like, are we supposed to be, are we, are we waiting for something from him? Like, is he going to have a book? Or I, I know he's working on yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah with the, uh, uh, there is a, at least a book coming out, which is, I think in three or four months, with its, like, second set of revelations after the first one, which is the Secret Machines book. Um, you Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll try covering um, this. Yeah, the next the next section of get that cough button on. Um, oh, it's, the next it's set of revelations yeah. will yeah will be coming after you know after the first book. I the first book. I don't really care to read it. Um, maybe I'm missing out on something momentous. Uh, Robbie Graham wrote a, a series of at least two articles. I think he's got one more coming called the DeLong Delusion in which I agree with him, you know, 100%. Um, I mean, because he's, he's, he's read my stuff and some other similar things, and he sees the same pattern that I do, and no real deviation from it. Um, I'd like to hear yeah. somebody that says, no, no, what's different this time is X, and I don't see what's different this time, except that some of the players are different. I bet some of the players that you aren't hearing about are the same people. Yeah, and I mean... Apparently the book came out, and uh, there weren't. If if you and I don't know what the revelations were, they can't couldn't have been that revelatory because no one's talking about it. You know what I mean? So right. it's I don't know I don't know what to make of it honestly. Like 
I heard some of what he had to say, but it was just like, oh, I'm under the impression he's just talking to insiders and they're telling him shit. And it's like, well, then, I don't know, dude. Put it out so we can all look at it and figure it out if it's legit or not. Until then, you know, beat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, because well, I, think, I, I think it was Robbie who intimated that, the, that a lot of this is kind of like a weird merchandising thing or something. Right? Isn't that kind of like part of the critique that it's yeah, like... He said that, it, that it, that's part of it, too. I mean, he, I think he's trying to build, like, this media empire based on these revelations. One, to set the revelations out because he thinks that they're really important. And two, to, you know, give himself another stream of income, which I don't... I guess I don't really fault him for particularly, but it really bothers a lot of people. Um, yeah, I don't the, begrudge the, him for that, but it just seems kind of, like, cheesy. Is that, you yeah. know what I mean? Not even, like, bad, but just cheesy, where it's like, you know... It's like, dude, if you have UFO revelations, why you – like, what the fuck do you care about selling a T-shirt, man? Like, what is yeah. – like, what what your your priorities are all fucked up. Unless, you know, unless it's – unless, like, really he kind of doesn't necessarily believe this is going to change the world or anything. Yeah, look, here's so, the right – I don't just know. To re- just to remind ourselves – this is uh, the write-up for the book. I will shorten it. Praise it as exil- praised as an exhilarating thrill ride that may never have you looking at the night sky the same way again. Chasing Shadows is the first book in the multimedia secret machines franchise, like we said, that will reveal fascinating secrets surrounding the true, well-documented events of the unidentified aerial phenomenon. Written by award-winning creator, blah, 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 blah. Um, among those who know, among those who know what they've seen, like the toll of a bell that can't be unrung, are forever challenged changed by it. Oh, I see. It's just, are a pilot, an heiress, a journalist, and a prisoner of war. From the waning days of 20th century's final great war to the fraught fields of Afghanistan to the otherworldly secrets hidden amid Nevada's dusty Netherlands, the truth is out there that will propel each of them into a labyrinth of otherworldly technology and the competing aims of those who might seek to prevent or harness these beings of unfathomable power. That sounds like a fictional book. Well, it's. I think it's. I think it is. It, it's. Uh, what's it? Factional, meaning we're going to tell you all this oh, stuff God. as a um, as a fictional book because we can't reveal it as a regular book. Anyway, I, I hope this whole I don't thing have is that just wrong. This whole thing is just one giant confusing fucking mess. Like. That's, that's, that's yeah. all I'm taking out of it. Well, you know, it's like, wait a minute, is it a, it's, it's a book, it's a movie, it's a multimedia empire. At the same time, though, it's fiction, but you're teasing out these revelations over time, and you're emailing John Podesta. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm completely confused. Well, what, if you in uh, Robbie's article, actually, which, like I said, I agree with, he's saying, well, anytime this happens, it's not to reveal what you what the government knows about what UFOs. It's to do something else, like uh, right. pass information or snare somebody into an, an, you know uh, some kind of intelligence operation or um, to make somebody look bad or good or all these things at once. And if you look at it from exactly. that angle and you listen to what he's been saying, all that stuff seems so far to be the only you know, the, the only motivation you could possibly get from it, unless you take it at its face value and say, well, it's really people in the government that want to tell us what, what they know about UFOs, which I absolutely do not. I mean, there's 
a less than 1% chance that that's the actual reason. I mean, that, that's, it's in there. I'm sure that people, some people in positions of power that do know something would rather that people know about it. But, you know, I got this deep-seated right. idea that it's a lot more complicated than aliens are coming here from other planets in, in, in uh, structured vehicles, and they're giving us some of their technology in exchange for whatever. That, it just right, that, that right. seems way too simplified to me. Nah, it's going to be something crazy, like we're actually really are part of a computer simulation. Like that was in the news this year, where like some, you know, various big-time scientists were like, we could actually be living in a computer simulation, that whole theory. Or it's like, fuck, maybe yeah. that's, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's in. They're just like, you know, they're like, aliens come here, that's so fucking basic, dude. No, we're living in a computer simulation. You know, maybe that's why they can't tell anybody, because people freak out and just start doing stupid shit. Because they're like, it's a computer game. Yeah, well, people I mean, I don't think that, but it's just a model, right? Um, the, the weird thing is, is a lot of Silicon Valley like CEOs, like what's his name, uh, 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 SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk is like all. It, it's at least the public all about it. Yeah, he's really, con- yeah, really concerned that we're living in a computer simulation. They've hired. I heard a story. They hired scientists to try and get us out of it. Like what? Yeah, I know. I'd like to hear like, exactly what these really smart, rich people are listening to that I don't, I don't get, and 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 can can uh, can not not dismiss as well. That's just a model of the way you're looking at it. There's about eight zillion models of looking at reality. That's just one of why you can visit that one for one. You know. Yeah, and it's like, what do you propose we fucking do when we get out of this computer simulation? <laughs> like, like, like if, you know, like if it's anything like the movie The Matrix, dude, we're not prepared to be existing outside of the simulation, man. So, yeah, just keep 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 me in the fucking Matrix. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to wake up yeah. in a you know in a dystopian netherworld or whatever. Like, yeah, as soon as like, they figure it out, we'll cease to exist. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> the good news is we found a way out of the computer simulation by shutting it off. It's like, well, fuck you, dude. Don't yeah. do that. And the bad news is we're all not going to exist after we do that. So how do you guys feel about it? <laughs> yeah. So you, you still want to get out of that simulation, man? Yeah. It's like, I don't even know. But the – so I would say just to circle back around with the UFOs, and we're not going to relitigate the election, folks. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Donald Trump, God willing, or whatever, on the 2017 year in review. So there's no point in doing all this speculation about what the fuck's going to happen because we just don't know. Um, but I'd say it's safe to speculate that we probably won't get UFO disclosure. But who knows? I mean, part of me thinks, like, he shoots his mouth off and flies from the hip so much, he might be a more, a more plausible person to somehow say some shit about UFOs if he, if he even gets told anything which is another whole other issue. Like, would they tell him? Who knows? No. I mean, the, the way that you describe it, what, from what everybody knows, even people that like him, it's that he does do what you do. He just shoots off his mouth about anything. So the best thing would be to do is to reveal to him what you want him to shoot his mouth off about. That's a good point, you know? yeah. So you can say anything you want as long as it, one, you know, gets him excited and, two, flatters his prejudices or makes him mad at somebody, it'll come out. Whatever he says, it'll just come straight out. It'll just come in his, in, in his ear and right out of his tweet, uh, uh, Twitter account. Yeah. So. Well, that's funny because when I interviewed Stan for the holiday show last month, he made a point that I never even thought of, which applies 
in this case, because it's like, it's like part of the reason why they have the need to know is they don't want to tell you shit that you might accidentally tell. Like, it's not just that they, that you might tell people on purpose, it's that you might accidentally tell. So it's like, eh, that kind of makes perfect sense. It's like they probably wouldn't want to tell him anything like that they wouldn't be afraid to let get out there. And definitely the aliens thing, UFOs or whatever, it's like, you know, they they can't they can't trust him not to fucking accidentally say anything. So, I mean, I thought right. he accidentally said something in that first meeting with Obama because he was like, yeah, we talked about a bunch of stuff, high flying assets, and it was like, what the fuck is that, dude? Like, what are you talking about, high flying <laughs> assets? And like uh, I think you said, like, oh, spy satellites, but it's like, I don't think I don't think he's sophisticated enough to be referencing spy satellites. Honestly, I think he's just like UFOs. Whoops. So. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think he was told anything about UFOs. I don't think he will be, unless it's something that, as soon as it comes out of his mouth, you got to take it with a huge grain of salt because it's exactly what somebody right. wanted it to say. Um, Steve exactly. says that the the CEOs, the Silicon Valley CEOs, are just interested because if we are in a computer simulation, it would give hints as to how physics will work in the odd corners. Okay, yeah, that that makes more sense to me because I'm all up in this um, uh, information theory right now, and that is uh, oh, which, which means I'll have to change an essay I wrote because uh, I thought that we, they were all worried about um, you know that the computer simulation was what is. Um, it, it sounds more like they might be looking at it as a as a model of what is and how to look at things that way. Although information theory says that um, the universe and reality is made out of information at a very basic level, like we think atoms and all that. No, they say that information about these things are even more basic than the atoms and molecules and for, you know, and, and uh, uh, gravitational and electronic and all those force, uh, weak atomic force and strong atomic force and all that. They said that, that all that is, is, um, is emergent from an informational reality. So maybe that's what they, maybe they are talking about the same thing that uh, I understand as being information theory. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens with that. I don't, you know, those people are interesting cats. We, I think I have those on the notes. The only other thing, I like I said, I mean, it's, if anything, I think just UFOs is kind of, it, it, uh, it had a lot of momentum, and now it's kind of like, not so much. It's, it's as I said on a, on a year in review piece I wrote, it's, it's kind of like, the whole wing, the disclosure wing is like, they're completely blown off their fucking the rails. Like this was they've been building for this for like years. So to I'd say like the last ten years of of momentum for the disclosure movement is completely fucked. So what happens sure, next? Who knows? Yeah, no. Hey, dude, it serves them right. Like I said, uh, it serves them right. There is one video of some dude at a Trump rally. It's on YouTube, and he's like on his cell phone and Trump's like going around shaking hands and he's like, UFO phenomenon, UFO phenomenon, are you going to say anything about UFOs? Are you going to say anything about UFOs? And Trump just like ignores him. So that's the only like known connection anywhere of Trump and UFOs. So it's okay. that, it's yeah, that I, bad. I, yeah. yeah. I, I am um, ever more, go ahead. Uh, the only other thing I was going to, well, I don't want to, like, trample over your thought, but the the only other sort of paranormal thing that came out of the – it's not paranormal necessarily, but the 
I don't even know what to say, but it's like this election, it made conspiracy theories like fucking mainstream now. So it's really hard to like, like what used to be verboten is no longer verboten except for like the really crazy, uh, not necessarily crazy, but like really extreme shit. Like 9-11 and Sandy Hook conspiracies, those are still considered like taboo, but like to believe in any other kind of conspiracy is all of a sudden like, okay, it's very... It's a very, like, weird world we're living in right now. Yeah, I think that is one of the few left like that is probably the flat earth thing. That probably isn't, uh, hasn't mainstream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, the anti-vax thing went mainstream conspiracy, not even even past that a long time ago. So, yeah, that's that's the only thing I can say about right now. But it's just like, well, like, look at it this way, like, Alex Jones got a fucking phone call after the election from Trump. It's like, when the fuck, if you had told me, like, even, like, two years ago that the winner of the election would call Alex Jones two days later to thank him, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Like, Alex Jones is <laughs> fucking mainstream. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but, you know, to me, it's like, I feel like he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place here, because it's like, if, you're missed, if you made your bones on 9-11, like... And now you can pick up the phone and call the president. Like, shouldn't there there should be some kind of like <laughs> something should be done about it, or else you're, or else what? You don't want us to find out anymore, or what? You know what I mean? Right. I uh, just to say how topsy turvy things were. I just saw a. Uh, I didn't read the article, but the article was was uh, the basic message of the article was when. When the CIA becomes the hero of the left and Julian Assange, Julian Assange becomes the hero of the right, things have completely turned around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's all just very fucking confusing right now. And it's like I was talking to Steve Ray after the election. He made a good point. It was a great uh, word to describe. It's like the the disenfranchised people who embraced conspiracy theories, they're like in – they won. So it's like they how they can't be disenfranchised anymore. It's like almost like there's an identity <laughs> crisis. Be careful what you ask for because it might end the world. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. And then you're right. I mean, they have nothing. They have nothing to scream about anymore. I don't know. Um, that that's probably as political as we might get. Um, except yeah, so for I, you I just wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about the hacking thing, which I am not a hundred percent up on. I am up on. Some of the people, you know, it's like, well, if the left is really into the CIA, I've, uh, people have told me, they said, well, if every single, uh, every single known uh, intelligence agency says something happened, it's probably a good, good uh, indication that it did. And then in the next breath, um, well, not in the next breath, in the, the next day, uh, which I agree with, and then in the next day I look at um, a video showing uh, uh, Colin Powell saying every single uh, uh, every single intelligence uh, source that we have from all agencies also say that there's uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. I mean, we know how that turned out. Right. So Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we, I don't even we, know what we, to make of this. Yeah. Well, so we go, we go back to, um, you know, is, is Trump's life in danger now because he's threatened every single every, – they, they must not like him for some deep-seated reason. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out what's going on there. He, I think he's pissed off the, the intelligence agencies, which is probably not a smart thing to do. Um, yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, Kennedy knows knew better than anybody. You don't want to piss off the uh, CIA. Well, it's like I feel like, like I feel like all pretenses of of like uh, allegiances are kind of like it doesn't make any sense. But I guess what I'm saying is like I feel like there's some kind of battle going on here between factions of power that aren't like Republicans and Democrats. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, somehow Israel's fighting with Obama, but he, they like Trump, and it's like, but the UN is in the shits now with Israel, and it's like, and Russia's trying to team up with on. us. Yeah. yeah. There's a real very weird, like. We're, we're not privy to. Yeah, we're not privy to, like, who these players are exactly and what their motivations are. You know what I mean? And you got, like, the WikiLeaks, and then you got, like, you know, all the people that are tied up with the Clinton power structure and shit and the intelligence agencies and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't even know what, I really don't know. It's like that idea like, oh, there's the neocons and these, I think there's just different factions right now fighting over over what I don't really know exactly to, to try and maintain power before Trump comes in because they don't know what side he's on. Is he on a side? Is he in a faction? I don't know. But no, he's a wild card. It's like, huh? yeah. And you can see why conspiracy theories are so popular now, because it's like no one knows what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like, like, really, no one – you can't be sure of anything anymore. Yeah, because a, 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 there is not a trusted source of news anymore. Because, Well, the thing is, the, you know, it, the problem is you have to weigh evidence from different sources. Just like you, – you, uh, Liberal friends of mine will say, well, the, you know, the, the, the Russians hacked the election. And then the conservative ones are like, oh, that's just sour grapes and there's, there, people are whining. And then I've got another group of friends that are like, that are, they, they say, well, look, look at the motivation of these uh, um, uh, intelligence agencies and what they've done in the past and why they might be doing this now and not to take, right, every, exactly. to take everything with a grain of salt until all the, the facts are in, which – May never happen. They might be, but not for you know, ten years from now, maybe. Right, exactly. Because it's like we've been conditioned all these years. Like I, I just question everything. You know, it's like we've been conditioned all these years to to uh, to be against Russia. And it's like maybe Trump wants to team up with Russia, and all these people are just like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. Dude. You can't team up with Russia. You can't team up with Russia. You know, and it's like I don't fucking know. Maybe we should team up with Russia. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what's going on, but it's like people are. Vi- I feel like they're they're all sort of vying for me to believe them. <laughs> it's like I don't know who to believe anymore, man. So just I figure don't know, it out. Which is why, yeah, which is why I usually shut up about it. Um, which is what I'm going to do right now before I we get into more. Uh, this is not a political show, but that's about as political as we no. probably get. Uh, why did? Uh, I don't think we said, I don't two. think we said anything political anyway that was you know what I mean so yeah, well, we, we weren't well, like I this mean, if anything I did but yeah but we can move on that's fine there's nothing else we'll be talking about all this yeah. next year anyway so yes and also I you know I've, I hope we will <laughs> um, what uh, what was on your list next was the creepy clown panic which seemed to just die out it just it, it was a craze for what. Uh, the middle of the year, beginning to the middle of the year, and about in summer and the fall, it just went away. Nobody yeah, it started it, ironically it. at the end of August. Steve Ray told me about it like the day it happened. 
I was like one of the first people to report on it because uh, he was like sitting in my living room and was like, oh, that's strange, creepy clowns in South Carolina. And I was like, what the fuck? And then next thing you know, it exploded uh, all through September and all through October. So yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Uh, uh, one more thing Steve did say. Uh, well, well, Carlos says that mainstream media has presented no direct evidence of hacking the election. Um, the, the intelligence agencies have presented no direct evidence if you really look into it. Um, no, they just said it was uh, like a propaganda campaign. Yeah. Um, Steve Ray says the, uh, um, the uh, Walter Bosley um, – uh, Joseph Farrell, Gordon White model says it's a battle between globalist elites and local national elites and that Trump has the backing of traditional organized crime. Um, they also figure that there's some factions in the intelligence, intelligence community and Trump has the backing of some of them. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. I mean, like most things, I take it under advisement. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. A globalist... Yeah, that makes sense in a sense where it's like there seems to be a, a real divide here between globalists and nationalists and that's what's kind of driving all this but who knows yeah you know you hope it doesn't end up in world war fucking three but there's a part of me that's like i don't know there just seems to be a lot of global chess pieces moving around to a degree that i don't quite like <laughs> i like yeah, stability. Well, way, i don't like chaos i don't know I don't, yeah most people do the the thing is that i i, I don't know i'm very naive but the, the, the point to me seems to keep the economic uh, uh, engine going, and you can't do that with less people. Limited wars work great. That really drives the economic – even medium-sized wars work great. But a world war with nuclear weapons, that's not going to help anyone. So I think yeah. that's, that's the only saving grace is that it, 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 we, we can't destroy the economic machine because then there's, you know, then there, there, there's nobody, and you just have a bunch of rich right. people living in bunkers somewhere, which I don't think they want. So, yeah, that would be I, pretty awful. Maybe I'm naive, but that just seems to be a very basic um, fact of this is that it's uh, limited, like I said, limited war and even a medium-sized war is profitable and, and does great. And, but a, you know, a, a world-ending war does, uh, is not it anything is anybody, even the 1% don't want that. I don't. So. No, because like their, their life of luxury depends on the plebes like us like making the machine work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if your internet went down or whatever, you know, your fucking toilet gets backed up. It's like if there's, if there's only one percenters, if there's only one percenters left, like who's, who's going to fix their toilet or what? Who's going to cook their meals and shit? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I guess you could save enough people, but this is like, like the thing, you know, I, I don't think they want the world to end. Uh, they just want to get exactly. richer. That's all. It's just that if if a few few thousand or a few hundred thousand people die, I don't think they give a shit whatsoever. But not no. the whole world or large, large sections of the economic machine cannot be destroyed. It's just not going to. It doesn't. It, nobody wins. Uh, so we we right. dealt with the creep, creepy clown thing and why it went away. I I I was pretty sure it was going to be a, a craze like these things are. They that. They, I think the media fed it, and it fed it fed back, and then eventually it just ran out of steam because we stopped hearing stories about. It. When did you say in the fall? Yeah, it started the last week in August, and it ended essentially on ho- around Halloween. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was a little late. It ended like time. almost, almost right on. So it was two months long. It's a, it was unlike anything. 
I mean, because a lot of, when it was in the news and shit, a lot of people were like, uh, and they were right, like Lauren uh, and other people were like, Lauren Coleman were like, talking about how this has happened before. You know what I mean? This creepy clown thing. But this was like way bigger yeah. than anything that had happened before. This was like, but it wasn't even like, it, 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 it wasn't even like paranormal in a sense. It really was just assholes putting on clown costumes and being assholes. You know what I mean? There wasn't anyone, no one was like, oh, where are these creepy clowns coming from? It's like, we know where they're coming from, high school. Yeah, but the thing is that I think some people were caught, some of the clowns were caught, but they weren't, it wasn't in a way that you, you know, why did they catch far more of them? It just seems, it seems like it was, it's, there was a paranormal angle to it that that really intrigued me at the beginning when it first started. What was it, South Carolina or something? Yeah, where these these uh, clowns were showing up and disappearing into this forest, and then they were apparently they had laser lights, and uh, it just. And then when the police ran into the where supposedly the kids said they were living in a house in there or something like that, I don't know where they got that idea. Maybe a rumor spread, but they never found any of them. Not in South Carolina. But as copies yeah, no, no, show up in other cities and other places, not cities, they're usually rural, but when they started to show up, then people started getting caught. Right, right. Yeah, no, they never caught the original clowns. Uh, I mean, that yeah. very well could have been fucking, like, weirdly paranormal. I mean, there's a certain, like, mass hysteria quality to it that's, like, you know, it's no different in a sense than, like, a UFO flap or something where all of a sudden it just spreads like wildfire to a degree where you're, like... It's worthy of study, I guess is the best way to put it. It's like, how the fuck did this thing yeah. get so crazy, you know? Yeah, and I think it's it's a combination between whatever weirdness was going on, but then also people talking about it and news uh, organizations um, talking about it. And I think that gave it not not only a, a normal boost, but also some. I for some reason I think it gave it some sort of a psychic boost and it fed on itself for a while until um, copycats uh, made it. I think it ran out of steam before the copycats got on. Maybe the copycats killed it. I don't know. Well, it's indicative of how we've turned into, like, a meme culture. Like, Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was always fads and shit, but this is like... it's You know what it is? It's like the fads now happen, like, overnight. You know? Right. It's like all of a sudden everyone's doing this ice bucket challenge. Or or they're T-bowing, or they're planking, or whatever. It's like, I think the new one is they freeze, and, you know, they freeze or, or some shit. I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't do these things. But it's like, <sighs> these fads now, everything's faster. Like, the culture's just so much faster. It's like, when something takes yeah. hold, it takes hold, like, huge. And it's like, well, I mean, shit, it's like, you look, yeah. Well, you like look at those people. Like they've written books about them now. It's like this is the people that do something stupid on social media, and next thing you know, their fucking whole lives are ruined. You know, it's like you just yeah. you just hope you're not that person ever. Where it's like next thing you know, you tweet one stupid fucking thing, and next thing you know, they're writing about you in like the New York Times, and people are fucking making death threats against you and shit. It's like what yeah, the fuck is wrong with this world? Yeah. Uh, because uh, people don't, people seem to react uh, emotionally to things before they really think about them, and then that becomes the whole. That, you know, that just, what's that? Where was the quote? It was probably from. It was probably a quote from a some some you know 
19, uh, some uh, mid 20th century uh, fascist government. They just said, you know, uh, maybe it was maybe it was Hitler's propaganda. I don't know, but it was, you know, by, bypass the bypass the intellect and go straight to the the emotions, and that's where you're going to grab people. And then it, it doesn't matter anymore what anybody says, as long as it it conforms to that emotion that you've uh, put together, that you've uh, wrapped your whatever your idea is around, that the emotions will. You know, any kind of argument against it is going to be bounce, will bounce off the emotional component of it, where people just won't. You know, they won't believe something if it doesn't fit in with whatever. It, no matter what you you have them sitting in a chair and show them the exact thing that happened, and they still won't believe, it, or they will justify it in some way. That and that comes from having an emotional attachment to your to your opinions, which is what a lot of people in in power count on. Just get you emotionally attached to something, and then you don't think about it. Well, that's for sure. But the clowns, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's about it on the clowns. I mean, it was just crazy. It, it's an example of how the, the oxygen got sucked out of the room on everything else, though, in a sense, where it's like, this, the, I mean, that was like the second biggest paranormal story of the year was all these clowns. It was like, what the fuck right. was that all about? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if you told me last year on the year in review, when I did the hot or not, you would have, like, called me an asshole if I was like, 2016. I got a feeling, you know, it's going to be hot, creepy clowns. <laughs> like that, that came out of nowhere, dude. What, that came out of nowhere. What, yeah. What did we say was going to be hot? Do you remember? I think I said UFOs, but I don't remember. Probably because of the Hillary thing. Okay. I think it was already brewing. But. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, it was for a little while, but nobody could have predicted, you know, uh, what was going to happen. I think even people that that were going to vote for. The, the guy that won did wouldn't you know this has been gone over a million times they couldn't predict it either yeah. it's a very unpredictable year just like um, your your point number three on here mass celebrity die off yes nice segue yes I mean did it, it I, that's all that was another thing that's like one of those stories that that was a bona fide story in a sense. Like, people generally, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, a lot of celebrities are dying. It was like, the, the story wasn't the celebrity, like, specific celebrities dying. It was like, all the celebrities are dying. Like, what is going on here? You know, it was very weird. I don't know, though. I mean, I'd have to look at it, but it, it did seem like this was a year where a lot of icons died. If that makes any yeah. sense. M- more icons than usual. Yeah, it did seem like there was a kind of a, a cluster of, of deaths. Um, you know, a lot of people, I did see the articles and commentary saying, well, look, you know, there's a one, there's a baby boom generation that's passing. Two, um, there's a lot more media available to report these things and people to get this information instantly. And three, and probably the most important, our definition of celebrity has changed. Right. Like there's a lot more people that are famous for other for a lot of different things. Um, although you yeah, know, it seems like a lot of them. It's not not to not to you know uh, denigrate the people you know like uh, Bowie and Prince and and um, and Carrie Fisher and all these uh, Debbie Reynolds and God who else? There are Muhammad so Ali. People. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. I mean, it's just these people are you know they got to an age where they they, they you know it, and that's another thing. It's like can I look at an actuarial table from a insurance company and find out when people born anywhere from the 19 what late 40s through early 60s you know what is their life expectancy right now and i bet that i bet the hot spot's going to be right around now 
Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's a, exactly. Well, it's a combination, like you're saying, of uh, people die. You know, it's funny, like this whole thing where it's like, oh, we gotta protect Betty White from 2016. It's like, dude, I hate to break it to you, but if you make it through 2016, you're not fucking immortal. Like, people are gonna die this year too. So who knows? You know, but yeah, it's yeah. like people are getting older, and there's just way more celebrities. You know, it wasn't like back in the 80s when I was a kid, where it was like there was Michael Jackson, there was Madonna, and maybe like 12 other people. You know? Yeah. Now it's like yeah, there's yeah. hundreds. Yeah, because people I mean, it did seem like for the content you hear about a lot more things. I do wonder though, like. I mean, I don't know. I do wonder if it's like, there's no way of knowing this, but this is the kind of shit we talk about when we talk. It's like, I do wonder if there, at some point, because it didn't start out this way. Like, Bowie died. He was like the first person to die, really, of, of a big name in, in the year. It's, I don't remember when it started, but at some point people were like, oh, no, a lot of celebrities are dying. And then it got, it, I'm just wondering, like, if it, became like a self-fulfilling prophecy somehow. You know what I mean? Or or like if, in a way, it did somewhat because I feel like later celebrity deaths got like elevated to slightly bigger than, than they would have been in a sense. Like I'm just thinking of like somebody like Alan Thicke, you know, like a, like, like a sitcom dad. It's like, yeah, he's pretty well known and shit, but it's like it got elevated where it's like another... 2016's taking another one, you know what I mean? So I, it's just kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. But I definitely, uh, I, I mean, yeah. Well, there's a part of me, too, that it's like, if you're looking for, like, the paranormal element to it, you look at it and you're like, it's like, is there something happening here? And it's like, well, George Michael did die on Christmas, which is like he made that famous Christmas song. And then... Carrie Fisher died, then her mom died the next day. It's like, that's two pretty, three pretty fucking weird deaths. Like, at the, and I think, like, Muhammad Ali died, and then Gordie Howe died, like, the next day. Or, or like, yeah. uh, or Honor Palmer did, or something like that, or within a week. So it's like, you wonder almost if there is a message in the madness of it all, where it's like, Yes, yes, these these tests do mean something. Didn't you notice? I took the guy that wrote the Christmas song on Christmas. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I took Carrie Fisher, then her mother the next day. Like, do you get the fucking point? But it's like, who knows what the point is? I don't, you know what I mean? But something weird. It's very weird. Well, I don't, I don't know what the point is either. As you're saying this, I was thinking that I was sorry about a lot of these things. For some reason, Bowie affected me a lot because I, I liked him all the way through, through like high school and stuff. When a lot of my friends thought he was a weirdo and, didn't, and thought he, you know, was just ridiculous because they were all listening to, you know, the Stones and Led Zeppelin and you know, whatever. He was a weirdo. That's um, what made him so fucking. Van awesome. Halen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Van Halen, whatever. Which I guess I liked later, but that one really affected me. But the, the, a lot of these other ones, and Carrie Fisher too. But a lot of these other ones, I didn't, I wasn't emotionally affected because it's. It's this, I, I have a weird emotional detachment from a lot of things, personally. I don't know if it's to keep me from being so upset or because, you know. But the thing was, the thing is, it'll come out at weird times. I'll be very emotional. But most of the time, it's just kind of like, no, nope, okay, I'm trying to, I don't know what the word is. I guess I try to zen out. But so the, the celebrity death thing, it, just, it made me, 
it intrigued me, but it didn't affect me really emotionally that much. So yeah, I was kind of the same way. I mean, I almost to a T. Like the Bowie one really was like, oh shit, man, that sucks. But then I wasn't really. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so the Carrie Fisher thing didn't really, you know, like George Michael. I'm missing a shit like Muhammad Ali. I mean. By the time yeah. I was old enough to know who Muhammad Ali was, he was, like, all handicapped and shit. You know what I mean? I only know him from archival footage. Same thing with, like, Fidel Castro. So, to me, it was like, like you were oh, saying, yeah, dude, you know. Peace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's see here. Here, I, I, I will call up a list here. There's, uh, uh, there's tons. Oh, there's pictures of them. Thanks a lot. I got I to gotta do, I gotta do it by, by sight. Thanks a lot. No, what Leonard is this? Yeah, Carrie Fisher, Jaja Gabor, George Michael. Um, I don't know who these people are. Ellen Thick, um, John Glenn. Like Jaja uh, Gabor is an example where it's like, dude, Jaja Gabor was like ninety something. It's not some huge surprise she died, and it's like, to yeah. me, it's it's like anyone making a big deal about Jaja Gabor dying in the year of death is you now you're just look like looking for, you know. You're connecting dots that don't, like, she was 90-something, dude. Like, the, if yeah, I, yeah, I, a, it was in a, I don't mean you. A year I don't mean you're connecting dots. Other people going. I mean, if it, if it was just, uh, it would be safer. Uh, if there was, if, if it was, usually you'd hear about people dying, it'd be just like, okay, oh, my God, you know, that, that's a surprise. But yeah. now it's. it's almost like, maybe it's the same, same thing as the clowns, you know, uh, Gary Shanley. The same thing as the clowns. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's some weird and Abe Vigoda, who everybody thought had 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 died years ago, died this last year. Yep, he finally <laughs> died. But you know, like there's this, a website that was uh, isabevigodadead.com. Yes, I know. Yeah, and they I finally re- updated it all basically this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, George Martin, for Christ's sake. So, so, yeah, it was a uh, weird yeah, year for celebrity deaths. Yeah, I, I do think that I don't, with all the stuff I said earlier about, you know, uh, well, they all die, you know, let's, you know, these people, it was their time, and maybe that's about, you know, that's about the average that would die. And there's still, there's still a weirdness about how many there were at the same time. I I, I, I can't deny that. And like I said, I, icons, you know, iconic yeah. figures. It's very weird. Yes, yeah, what? Like Edgar Mitchell and John Glenn, the same year. Oh, another segue. Very nice. Yes, your uh, your uh, number four. Space is getting more popular. Um, more talk of aliens, Mars. The private space industry made big strides this last year, and Edgar Mitchell and John Glenn died. Um, so, yeah, I mean, did you? This is kind of I, almost a weird year in review tradition because uh, usually when one of these he, Edgar Mitchell was kind of a paranormal icon in a lot of ways. Did you ever encounter yeah. him or meet him or talk to him? Never got to talk to him, unfortunately. I don't know what I would have asked him, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things. If I if somebody just threw me in a room with him, I'd find something to talk about with him. I, I have no doubt. I just don't know what that would be right now. <laughs> right. Probably just about you know um, ESP and how did you get interested and what happened to you on the space flights because I know that a lot of uh, the astronauts had very strange life change. I mean, it was a life changing experience going to the moon, but 
just while they were in space, suddenly they had some sort of enlightenment uh, experience. And what was it that affected you? I'm sure he's written about it. And, um, you know, what, what, is, what has happened since then? Um, how do you think it's progressed since you first got interested in it? What do you think are the biggest promise for the future um, with these paranormal subjects you're interested in, especially ESP and remote viewing and all that stuff? So I know he's very heavily into that with the, uh, um, what's it called, Noetic? Was he, he one of the founders of the Noetic Science yeah, Institute? I think so. Yeah, he founded and, Noetic uh, Sciences. There, there, there's like eight questions already. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, he's dead, unfortunately, so we will not find out any of those. Uh, yeah, he's he was pretty. Well, it's funny just to be our usual or my usual cynical self. It's like he walked on the fucking moon and he was pro UFO and it didn't make a difference. So it's, you know, exactly. it just goes to well, show you that it's. Yeah. Gonna, Take some, take a quite a quite a person to get this thing flipped. Yeah, well, it doesn't. What it takes, and I'm I'm I think I've said this on the show before, is it? What it's going to take is some way that people can experience whatever it is for themselves on a large scale, no matter what it is, and it's never going to be the same thing for every for the for every for uh, any one person. You know, any two people are not going to have the same experience. But if you can call in a UFO experience on demand for a great deal of people and they start trying it and it works, that'll change it. Not not oh, pictures, yeah. not closure, not videos, not eight hundred different, you know, accounts, not not uh, I'm from you know, I used to be in the Air Force and I saw this and this and this and this. All that stuff has happened and it hasn't changed the opinion yet. So I think it has a lot more to do with a personal connection with it than it does with trying to prove something to somebody by showing them things that do not have a personal connection with the phenomenon. Because it, once it makes a personal connection with you, your, your, you know, your belief system, just if it, if it didn't include that before, gets completely turned around. And you say, yeah, okay, that makes total sense to you, no matter what you think it is, it's aliens or whatever the hell. But, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to have to be something that makes people realize things on a personal level. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of right now. As far as space goes, to, to turn it around. Yes, <laughs> I think the, I think the whole. I just, I just found. I just, I just feel like space is like getting. It's been getting bigger and bigger all the time. No pun intended. And it's like it seems to me that it's like. Uh, it's annoying and frustrating in a sense because it's like it's a very slow process. So by the time like my buddy's kid, who's like a baby now, like maybe by the time she's like twenty. Like it'll be like a whole different world, but it's going so slow for us that it's. I don't think it's going to make a fucking a really much difference in our lives. You know what I mean? I think there'll be a like we're not going to be able to go to the moon, dude. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. But as soon as, soon as I can afford to go into into space in orbit, I'm going. You may not Everybody even be allowed to, and I'm not, I don't mean to be a dick, but, like, what if they don't do it for 20 years? You're going to be like, they might not, uh, we both might be too old. That's the, yeah, that's the other I mean thing. Is I going too slow. Yeah, I think advances in gerontology, meaning uh, life extension and all that is, is going to, it, that's already advancing really fast. So I think we'll be able to live healthier and longer than as long as we kind of watch it, but 
healthier and longer than we than we have before. So we might make it to that point. I don't know. I, I try. I'm to hopeful. Fun. Yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm skeptical because it's like it seems to be taking a long time. But there's uh, always takes longer you want, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, I like I said, if, if you know the. the I would have put money up like what Brad and Angelina Jolie and and whoever the hell else I think uh, a bunch of celebrities put money up for uh, Virgin uh, uh, Galactic to uh, take the first rides on the space plane. I didn't. Know it. I mean, that's, can you imagine a better ride? And then people's like, well, what if something goes wrong? It'd be wonderful. I'd hate it at the moment, but Jesus, I don't, you know, what if what if I died in a fire reentry from space? It's better than dying in a bed. <laughs> yeah, getting hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, but I can't it, just think of it in that way. Yeah, no, believe me. If I could go, I mean, I'm bitter. Like if I if I could, there's even if uh, even if they had the technology now, they probably wouldn't let me go. They'd be like, no fucking way, dude. You gotta get in shape at least to to, to be shot <laughs> off the planet. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just John, listen to your voice, John young man. Glenn, you're not. <laughs> yeah. If John Glenn was able to go into space at seventy, whatever it is, I think we'll be okay for a little while. That's true. That's true. But it, it definitely seems like space is cooler than it was. Uh, you know, like I don't know, in the '90s and in the aughts. It's like space is really, especially Mars, dude. Mars is like the fucking hip thing all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to keep going because I'm answering. Uh, no, no, Steve Ray, taking a moment. Steve put up a thing saying, uh, um, the, the, he said, how much you go to the edge of space? Because you, you can go to Russia and pay, like, I, I think it's five grand, and they will take you up to, like, God, what is it? Something like 80,000 feet or something like that, which is edge of space. I don't think you experience weightlessness. But you know, if I if I had five grand to blow on, and that's that's the budget one, which kind of worries me. <laughs> but yeah, for five grand, I to, to, that, that's the one thing that I haven't done that a flying thing I haven't done is going to jet fighter. The other thing is an aerobatic uh, aircraft. I want to take a ride in aerobatic aircraft and maybe someday learn how to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to. I, I I would love to take a ride in a, a military uh, fighter, and you know pull so many G's, I pass out and all that. I would love it. I I, 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 can't, I could not wait to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, to the, but uh, the fact of going into, you know, you get astronauts winged if you go up that high, I think. Um, I don't know what the, I think it's 100,000 feet or something like that. Maybe it's 80. I can't remember what, exactly what it is, but the, the X-15 pilots were considered astronauts. So they, they left, what, 90% of the atmosphere or whatever it is. Well, I, I was, it's funny, it, talking about, I was looking at this thing here, uh, there was a story earlier in the year that Jeff Bezos said, because uh, he's into this space thing too, and uh, the Russians, the Russian NASA, they said they would fly him to the ISS in uh, in one of their capsules for $20 million, um, and and then... I guess they kind of like haggled a little bit, and he was, you know, hemming and hawing or whatever. And then, so they offered to fly him. <laughs> they said he could do a flyby of the moon for two hundred million dollars in a Soyuz. Um, but, but 
he would he would be the first person ever to do it because it's designed to do that, but it's never actually done it. So he passed on that. So for four, I think what four four hundred million dollars, he would uh, he, he 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 had the opportunity to be the the guinea pig to fly past the moon. I'd have done it. Although the, the Russian yeah, it's pretty space, crazy. Uh, the, yeah, I think they got it down now. But uh, I heard um, Paul, Paul Kimball when he had his uh, East Coast. Uh, I mean, when he had the he's going to kill me now. When he had his uh, um, paranormal conference in. Um, in Halifax. It was like New Frontiers ago. or something? Yes, thank you. New Frontiers Conference in Halifax. Um, he had a guy come out, and he's, I think he's on Coast to Coast all the time now, um, Robert Zimmerman, not, not, not who you're thinking of, but a historian of space uh, exploration. He talked about all the weird stuff that had happened to the Russians and all the, you know, and this is just coming out now, I think, more publicly, but what had happened to them in their space program, because they had a lot more people just eat it uh, uh, in their space program, um, you know, uh, just perished in, in uh, you know. A couple of them left Earth orbit by accident, and they just shot off into space. It was like Russian cosmonauts, dead Russian cosmonauts shooting out of the out of the solar system right now. Um, I bet, yeah. He, yeah, he told them, he told them, my favorite story was one time they had to do a spacewalk because something was wrong with the outside of their of the Soyuz or a space station, their space station or something like that, what's called Mir. Um, yeah. And he said that the, the, the only functional suit they had um, had a hole in the leg, like uh, where the leg, where the joint is, where your leg bends. They fixed it with duct tape. They duct taped the hole closed and then went out and fixed whatever it was on the ship and kept from dying. That's a ball to do. <laughs> I guess you got to, dude. If you're in space, you got to do it. You know, it's like yeah. Well, there was no way around it. It was like you know the Apollo 13. It's like well, you got to solve the problem or you die. That that's about it. So it's, right. there's there's no real like well maybe we can take care of it later. You just can't. So yeah. The, the other thing he emphasized about the Russian space program is that it was it was full of a lot more uh, you know what's the word um, um, duct tape and spit and and bailing wire and twine and stuff and ballsy moves than you ever heard of in the uh, American space program because they, they did it so quickly and you know, that they, things went wrong. So they had to, they had to deal with it or die. Yeah. I mean, shit, they were like sending dogs and shit up into space. They were, they were, they were kind of making it up as they go along. Yeah. Well, everybody did too, but they, I think they were in such a hurry to get ahead of the Americans that they cut some corners at first. And that, that, that's where a lot of the problems happen. Anyway, uh, let's see. Your last thing here was uh, ubiquity of cameras means more footage of everything, but none of it's any good. <laughs> True. Yeah. I think uh, as, as you, as you know, and, a lot of listeners know, I mean, you know, I swim the seas of paranormal news all the time now, and it's like, there's just more videos of everything, but none of them, none of them really turn out to be any good. It's very frustrating, you know? I don't know what to make of it, in a sense. Because I don't think, like, it doesn't mean Bigfoot's real or whatever, but it's like, somehow all our Bigfoot videos are terrible. Like, yeah. What the hell's going on? And all the, the UFO videos, yeah, all the UFO videos tend to be about you know a half mile away. 
Why is that? Why are there no videos of UFOs from, well, there are a couple, but they're, to me they're questionable. Why are there none from, you know, 10 feet away? I don't see any of those. And the Bigfoot videos and pictures and all that are all complete, except for the Patterson film, which is still kind of contentious. They're all kind of inconclusive blobs. I will say, though, in a sense, it's funny. It doesn't really do us any good, but I will say that the ubiquity of cameras has produced a pretty good amount of what I think is, like, pretty decent, like, ghost evidence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it see, like it, I've seen in the last few years and this year, too, it's like security cameras pick up weird shit and, you know what I mean? It's just, like, weird, weird shit, like, seems, at least in the ghost area. Because I think, like, you're not, in a lot of instances, it's like the ghost does something in the background or whatever, pops up in the back, you know what I mean? It's like with Bigfoot, that doesn't seem to happen as much. But with ghosts, it does. So I think ubiquity of cameras is good for ghosts. But what good does it do us in the long run? You know what I mean? It's like ghosts is different. Ghosts are different from, like, UFOs and Bigfoot. It's like no one's really trying to prove ghosts are real. I don't know what they're trying to fucking do, but they're just... <laughs> they're just I like think, no. I think they are trying to prove ghosts are real. You think so? I guess some are. Some people are. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I think honestly, I think it's. This, yeah, that's what I mean. I think like people. I think like people generally accept go, like ghosts in some form or fashion, but uh, it's like what. Evidence-wise, I guess that's what people are doing when they go out for these ghost hunts. They're trying to... I think, like, the thrill of the ghost hunting, though, is like... This, these, like the UFO Exactly. They want to encounter it. They, they want to have an experience. Yeah. Right. And so it's, like, less about proving anything. About, it's yeah. more just about experiencing shit. Yeah. Well, I think there's a good disconnect here between what a camera sees and, and your eye sees. They're not the same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, physically, they're the same thing. But after it leaves, after it leaves your retina and it starts going to your brain, I think that's where the similarities end. I, I think you're attuned to things that cameras are not, which is why you know you'll see something on camera and you won't see it on you know right in front of you or opposite. You you won't see anything that turns up later on the camera. I don't. I don't think right. there's a there's there's only a little in, intersection there, especially with weird things like that. With an excuse me, with anomalous things, there's only a small intersection between what you see and what a camera or a video or a uh, audio recording, or whatever, might pick up. Um, and, and and there's there's no way to get that experience down on a videotape or an audio tape or a, 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 a SD card or whatever. It's just, it's. I think it's impossible um, to, to to equate the two, and that might be a problem too, because you know our 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 eyes are not cameras, our brains are not computers. They they work similar, but but in most, I think in most ways, not not similar to the machines that we compare them to. Yeah, Wait, yeah. until they make our <laughs> eyes into cameras, which will probably happen. You know, yeah, someday. we still have to go through our, our conscious awareness, and our conscious awareness changes things as they go through. And not, and I don't think it's necessarily for the worse. It's it, it's evolved over you know millions and millions of years to keep us going 
keep us alive, keep us aware. Actually, I'm editing a show right now with um, Aaron Daba, who's the uh, esoterics guy, and he said, yeah. why do we – I, I just got through this part in it, you know, uh, it'll probably take me a couple more days to – a few more days to edit. But one thing he pointed out was if we aren't supposed to be seeing these things and they don't exist, why do we still see them? There must be some sort of, you know, evolutionary advantage to seeing weird stuff. <laughs> or, or it wouldn't have, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be in our in our makeup to see weird stuff if it's not useful to for us in some way. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with that. I I was thinking it I, of something that I thought during the year, uh, ironically, because we had a Pokemon Go encounter with a nerd tornado, and. Uh, I, I got the I, I kind of got the premonition or something that like this Pokemon Go thing is the start of like they're gonna make it more acceptable for augmentation and shit. That's what they want to do, I think. So like the idea that everyone was like looking down on their phones looking for these fucking Pokemons in the augmented reality. It's like I think augmented reality is gonna get bigger. I'm surprised. I figured after the Pokemon Go thing, there'd be like a million fucking rip-offs, but there haven't been yet. But I think there probably will be. Maybe it takes time to put something. Maybe they didn't see it coming, and then now they're like all rushing to do their own Pokemon Go things. But I think eventually it's going to be like, if you think that's cool, get the retina thing, and then you don't even have to look through your phone. You fucking live in the augmented reality. So, I don't know. I felt like it was a weird preview of the future, in a sense. They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. Unreal, Donald Trump, uh, one of the Hulkamaniacs. There he is right there, a Hulkamaniac. You really think so? Absolutely. It's a funny, you know what? I never saw a big Pokemon thing around where I live in the middle of L.A., but as I got to different cities and when we were in Canada, there's, there's a uh, segue. When we were in Canada this uh, August, I, I saw it like three or four different places, whereas in Los Angeles, I didn't really see it. It's, that was a weird thing to me. Maybe there's, maybe, you know, I see, I would see one or two people like walking along the street, looking at their phone um, and holding it up in the air and all that, where I knew they were probably playing Pokemon Go instead of just reading their email or checking Facebook or whatever. But we go yeah. to um, Halifax, and when, when uh, we were out there with uh, Aaron Golius and Paul Kimball, and we go to that, we went to a, um, we were just walking along the docks there, and there were like 200 people sitting on, on the waterfront looking at their phones. Yeah, it was weird. 
Which really, really weird. Yeah, I don't know if it freaked me out or what. I was just like, what the, oh my God, they're playing Pokemon Go. And then Tim went and, and, and bothered, uh, encountered, uh, went, interacted with a couple of people, and he almost got beat up. Yeah, by, by a fat girl. So, yeah. There was like was, an inter- uh, international incident where this, yeah, he, he said, all right, so you, you get, the, get the Pokemon and then you go, right? And, uh, and and apparently she went ballistic on you. I, I heard her voice from like 50 feet well, away. Well, she didn't get ballistic. She just got belligerent. Like she yeah, defensive. I could hear, like I could I, hear like you I was two going at it, you know. Picking and on her. And you said, why is she so like, pissed nah, off? Nah. And she's, you know, why is she so pissed off? And I said, you probably asked her the same question her mom asked her before she left the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, what the hell were we... Oh, the Pokemon... Yeah, yeah, so I think the Pokemon Go is a preview of, like... Because, like, can you imagine someday you go into a store, like, and they don't have the... Like, let's say you go to the airline, right? They don't have the ticket lady anymore. You just hold your fucking phone up, and the ticket lady's there. She's like a Pokemon, but she's a robot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're looking in your phone. There's no one at the counter, but you hold your phone up, and there's a lady there, and she's like... She does all the shit that the lady at the counter normally would do. You know? I think we're going to see more of that. Makes sense. Yeah, well... Yeah, exactly. Like the self-driving cars, and the truckers are all not going to have jobs and all that. And it, so, so, people, few people ask me, "Well, what do you do when those people don't have jobs?" And I said, "Time, time to re, reassess the universal um, uh, uh, minimum uh, income idea." Yeah. Meaning you, you know, you, you do the, the, somehow the, uh, the the economic engine is. Is uh, is retooled so that, and I'm, I'm sounding like a total idiot. Is retooled so that people are basically taken care. Of. I mean, it's almost like it's not even welfare. It's just kind of like you're going to get this much money and you can have a crappy life. But if you want to do something else or be creative or you know retool your your uh, your efforts to something else or get an online job or something, you can do that too. In addition to the you know everybody gets the minimum. But if you want to do anything past that after a certain age, like after you're 18 or something. But after that, and it you know provides you a really crappy existence. But if you want to do anything after that, you have to actually do something else. But it provides people a safety net so they don't, you know, you don't have a bunch of people. That sounds like you such a political don't have nightmare. A bunch of people, yeah, huh? That just sounds like such a political nightmare because it's like no so one. A bigger political nightmare would be millions of people out of work getting really pissed off and and marching on Washington with 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 anger and maybe more. You know. No, I know, but you know, I think it's actually more going to be like uh, all the people that ended up out of work in these factories and shit, uh, you know, all through America, just going to slowly happen. <coughs> so they won't have they won't have time to react really to to march. You know, they may vote somebody into office like Trump or something, but I think that like I don't, I just don't think people are going to take proactive action, even the truckers that lose their jobs. But who knows? Maybe. Uh, you get enough people that don't have any money and nothing and nothing to do and, nothing, and no way to make any money and families and all that, they're going to be pissed off. And you've got to head oh, that thing off that. way, 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 way before it happens or the the government will be taken over. I mean, people that, – that, that, that kind of thing has caused revolutions in the past. So. <coughs> no, I agree. Uh, I agree that it, it, it's a problem. It's a looming problem. Let's put it that way. 
So then they should come up with some idea for it. But it's like, what do you, what do you, you know, could the truckers just wear, could they be like drone operators? Could they all just hang out like in a warehouse driving the trucks like a computer game? I have no idea. There's too many people, not enough jobs, and some of the jobs are going away. So you're going to have to take care of people or you're going to have a huge, even huger problem on your hands than you already do. Anyway, do you, I agree. Do you want to, do you, yeah. Do you want to talk about? Um, you want to move on to uh, what happened at Paramania? Tell people what's going to happen this year because we want to know if people want to come. Also, and uh, uh, oh, and talk. We about, also want to uh, talk about the uh, Chilean UFO. Yes, we'll talk about it. Do you want to talk about that now? Let's talk about. Yeah, it now. we might as well because I feel like Paramania is. That's the first the thing of 2017. First big UFO story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why don't uh, so, you, yeah, I figured... You what's that? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess the... Yeah, all right. Uh, what happened was, I think, like, Wednesday, um, Leslie Keene published an article on the Huffington Post that was like, uh, Chilean government releases uh, crazy UFO video. Um, you know, uh intriguing UFO or something like that. So the story is that the Chilean government released the UFO video, was shot by a helicopter, and allegedly, well, the Chilean government has a UFO group, like a MUFON, uh, not MUFON, like a Blue Book, and uh, it's, but, but it's more like MUFON. And, and so <laughs> they, they, um, they apparently studied this thing for like two years, according to the article, and eliminated every, like, prosaic explanation and came to the conclusion that it's UFO, a, a UFO. And so that that went out Wednesday. I was very excited when I saw it because, uh, uh, you know, I see UFO videos constantly, but they're, like, from regular people just who see UFOs. So to see a UFO video released by a government I thought was pretty intriguing. And the fact that they were like, yeah, we can't figure this out, is is uh I was like, oh holy shit that they're admitting that. Then I come to find out like over the course of the next couple of days, mostly thanks to Lance Moody, um, that this Chilean group does this quite often. And uh they're kinda like true believers. Or they had done it before, yeah. They've done it at least once before. Um and it turned out that was like bugs. So uh, an independent investigation into the footage because they released like 10 minutes of infrared footage of this UFO pretty much solved the whole thing like in uh, like a day. So it turned out it was probably a plane. And they like looked and found a plane that was essentially like right in the same spot that the UFO would have been. So it's like, so either there was a plane and a UFO there <laughs> Or it was the plane. Like, let's not overcomplicate things. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that was kind of it. It was a, it was very Roswell slides-esque in that. Yes. Uh, it was. It, it seemed really. You know, it was. It was quite trumpeted. I mean, I'll, I'll confess. I, I really got behind it when I first saw the story. But as I said at the time, to me, it's like that a government would release this is pretty remarkable. You know, now right. I'm now I'm pissed that you know I was kind of taken in by this Chilean 
UFO group. Right. It's like, who are these guys? What are they doing? So well, I think I it mean, was the official government uh, uh, study. Yeah. On. At least they're, they're, the Chilean Navy said we had a, a, a few guys flying a helicopter. I think it was earlier this year, or was it last year? It was uh, November 2014. Okay. Because it took them two years to They saw something on the horizon far away flying, and they they shot some video of it, both high-definition video and, um, more importantly, infrared, um, which shows, you know, heat. So, yeah, uh, when you first posted that, I looked at it, and I was like, what is that? What's that? In the middle of it, it's in a couple places. Something shoots out the back of it that looks like smoke or steam or contrail or something. But it's only for a little bit. It's like, you know, it lasts for 10 or 15 seconds, and then it leaves that little trail. And I looked at it, and I said, well, one, that you know, it, it looks like part of a contrail, but don't, planes don't usually leave a little bit of a contrail. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way because it's, um, what it, it, the atmospheric conditions don't exist in that short amount of time, as far as I know, to make a, a well-defined little trail like that. Um, and then, uh, like you said, uh, uh, Lance put up this uh, um, report that was put together very quickly. I mean, there was one report by a French group which said that it was a, a plane landing at, at the airport probably 50-something miles away. Um, and... Uh, Parts of the parts of the report when I looked at it looked like yeah that that seems very reasonable but they said that that trail they can, you'd have to go look at it I mean if you go to the writing Mysterio so Facebook page there is a link to um, one the original article and then also to the um, the French report and the recent uh, skeptical report about it um, the first thing that the that the uh, French people said was that. They they thought that the, the it was a plane dumping um, sewage or, or wastewater, and my first reaction was one you can't really do that. It's very most planes won't allow you to do that passenger planes anyway. They won't allow you to do it because they don't want that stuff being dumped. Um, fuel yes you can dump fuel that there you can do that from the cockpit, um, but it didn't yeah. look like uh, you know. Uh, and the, the 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 article the original Huffington Post. Huffington Post article also said if it was if it was wastewater it would fall straight down, which is ridiculous. You're you're going at you know 100 and well 200 300 something miles an hour. You dump water out, it's not going to fall down. It's going to turn into a big stream of of uh, uh, of, of uh, water droplets. It just you know right, of all right. the wind and the turbulence and all that. So, but the thing is in the in the video, what you see is it gets very dark, which in uh, in the for infrared or the way they were looking at the infrared, dark areas mean hot, um, and you can see these two dots that were very hot too. And I thought, well, that kind of looks like jet engines. I mean, they're right next to each other, and they're they're throwing heat out. But when this cloud came out, there was also heat in it too, and it built up, which was kind of weird. It's like if something gets dumped out of a plane or something. It's going from high pressure to low pressure, and when something does that, it's like shooting a can of Freon. Um, it cools down, so you wouldn't see yeah. that heat. So I was wondering, okay, everything matches up except for this heat thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. It looks like a plane. It acts like a plane, um, but that doesn't make sense. However, the, um, the, this latest, uh, um, I guess, debunking of it or whatever it says, they said, well, look at the clouds. There are clouds in that video that are also black are dark, which means either the clouds are hot, which doesn't make any sense, or they're reflecting heat. Right. That made sense to me. 
So that's when I finally said, okay, that, that the one part of it that really bothered me has been, you know, reasonably explained to me. If something is reasonable in the context of something like this video, to me, it, it, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's 100% solved, but it, to my satisfaction, it looks like a plane. It has, you know, it has the, it has the signature of a plane in the heat. That plume could it have been, no you know. Yeah. Yeah, they might have, uh, you know, they might have changed the fuel air mixture and had some weird, um, you know, a mixture of uh, unburnt fuel or something coming out that did that. I don't know, but I think it came from the plane. And the other thing was somebody uh, in the articles pointed out that the one that they were was not picked up on radar, at least from the people they were talking to on the ground from the military aircraft. And two, nobody would answer them, like you know, please identify yourself. And there's there's a bunch of problems with, you know, it's like, well, one, there's more than one radar station. Who knows, excuse me, what radar station they were talking to. Two, radar stations only go out a certain amount, depending. I mean, some of them go out, you know, 30, 60, 80 miles, maybe not even that much, depending. And some of them don't go up as high as, you know, others. The, the beam goes out and it, and it spreads. If something's 10,000 feet above you and your radar is, like, right below it, it's not going to pick it up. Um, yeah. And the, the third thing is about the, uh, and, you know, so we don't know which radar they're talking about that didn't pick it up. And three, we don't know who they were talking, you know, it's, you can say, please answer, but the thing is, one, you might not be on the same frequency, which is really likely. Two, you may not think somebody's talking about you. Like, please identify yourself. Like, we just left the airport. Oh, yeah, because really yeah, if, if you don't know the craft number or whatever, you're just spitting in the air. You're just shouting it out of the window. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You're you not like, say, you, you know, know, like flight two two five three. Identify yourself. You're like, hey, plane here. Tell us who you are. You well, know? what they would say is, you know, I've heard this when I'm flying. That you know, I, I've actually flown, oh, like five hundred feet over a plane that was going sort of in the opposite direction, and we were monitoring the frequency we were supposed to be on, or we just switched to it because we were talking to, like, some air traffic control, and then we switched to the frequency usually used in the area we were in, and we suddenly heard somebody saying, so-and-so, identify yourself, and it was us. Oh, boy. We weren't even on the right frequency for them to ask. And so finally we went on, and we're like, oh, yeah, well, that's us. But the way they did it was like, you know, traffic that is over so-and-so, at this heading, please identify yourself. You were the Chilean UFO. Yeah. So, well, you know, I, I, a couple of people like, oh, you know, it's like, well, because I have some slight experience with some of this, so I can understand what they're yeah, talking Yeah, see, I wouldn't know that about different frequencies and shit. I just figured everybody was on the same thing. No, no, you switch frequencies between different uh, controllers, between different airports, between, you know, you leave the airport and you switch to the, you know, I leave um, Chino Airport <coughs> and if I get a certain distance, I have to switch to SoCal Approach, which is basically a place in San Diego that talks to everybody in Southern California that has, like, incredibly powerful sets of radar. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, the, the simplification that goes on in a uh, you know, news, news article, just for the sake of brevity and also for people that don't understand what they're talking about, um, it, 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 I think it confuses the issue. And it's not, as, like I said to somebody, it's not as cut as dried as people think. Steve says, is there supposed to be a transponder in each plane? Yes, there is a transponder in each plane. But that just tells you who the plane is. It doesn't. You, 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 the, you, your, your transponder is set to a certain number. I guess they could match up that number and ask them. But I don't know if they were doing that. I don't. I wouldn't hear the radio chatter. 
and then I can figure out exactly what was going on, and then you know. But the thing is, there well, was it's probably in Spanish. Normal. Yeah, no, it's not because you have to speak in English when you're flying aircraft. Even Although if you're flying, oh, weird. Na- even the Chilean Navy probably they speak Spanish to each other, but civilian aircraft must speak English. It's the international language of aviation, uh, for better or worse. Oh wow, I didn't know that. See that? See what we're learning tonight, folks. <laughs> In fact, in, well, I think just to just to jump in, I I think the yeah. whole uh, the story was an interesting sort of observation on like I guess how how you and me and people that we're friends with or you know it it goes to that idea of the excluded middle. It was like I was kind of like, hey, here's an interesting UFO story. It's one of the best ones I've seen in a while because the government said some shit about it. And then it was like, okay, let's discuss it and try and see what we can figure out. And then we were like, oh, it's probably not a UFO. And then you get people on the other. And then there's people on both sides that, like, they're the ones that are now insanely fighting about shit. Or, or like, angrily, you know, hectoring Leslie Keene on Facebook or whatever. It's like, to me, it's like, ah, no skin off my ass. It was a two-day story, uh. It looked interesting, and now I know what it is, so let's move on. Yeah, well, but, fine but to the other people. Check on, check on people, it's a, but um, I don't think you should get emotional about it. I mean, it's just, it's just a right. UFO case for privacy. Exactly. But it just shines a light on how there's different sides to this that take this shit wicked fucking seriously. Where it's yeah. like, the very fact that I posted it on your thing and and put... Hey, this is one of the best cases I've seen in a while. It was like you're an asshole for thinking that. It's like, what, dude? Shut <laughs> up! I don't. You know, I'm saying it's a really good case. It looks interesting, and if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. I thought that was fucking implied. Like, I'm not. I'm not a true believer, man. Yeah. Well, it's because of my background and some things that I know, I, I decided to take a crack at trying to figure out what it was. And mine was maybe it's a stealth aircraft, and they didn't answer anybody because they weren't supposed to, and they didn't show up on radar because uh, stealth aircraft do not show up on radar. And that was my guess. But I still thought it was a regular airplane. I mean, well, I, I thought it was an aircraft that humans had made. And it turns out that yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think it was like it was. an alien because no, what the well, fuck? Yeah. You know, it seemed too mechanical. For it to be uh, yeah. a UFO, not to you know, well, that's a very presumptuous don't you thing you're saying. But... Dude, they do that stuff to make us think that they're regular aircraft, man. Don't you understand? <laughs> I don't understand anything. Um, now somebody on the Radio Mysterioso page, they were like, "Is that it for 2016?" And I said, uh, "Is there is there anything else to talk about?" And I joked, "PizzaGate." Did you follow PizzaGate at all? I followed it a little bit. Um, and I don't know if I even want to talk about it because I don't want to hear it. I don't people, want to, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's too it's it's too politically hot for me. It's just too, you know what it is, folks. Like it may be hundred percent true. It's just like I don't want to get into weird like child sex craziness. Sorry, but it's like that's just so fucking weird and gross and and too taboo yeah, well, for me to fucking yeah. be dealing with. Yeah, if you want some, <laughs> I if think you that want goes an emotional for like, topic, yeah. right? If you want an emotional topic that'll make people forget that they forget their, let's look at this a little bit more carefully. Just put just put child sex ring in there, and people, in, you know, instead of first going, "Well, what are we talking about? Come on, let, let's look at this." A lot of people go, 
yep, okay, right. You know, it's suddenly it just hooks into their emotional whatever. Yeah, it's just way too fucking crazy. And I don't think there's really, you know, it's just not worth discussing. It, it it's a, it's indicative of this whole fake news thing, and it's not even something else. Oh, That's the only other thing I, from 2016. It's like fake news. I, 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 think, I haven't heard I, much about fake news at all lately, so I think it's going to die out. Yeah, the, the first thing, the only thing I have left from 2016 I wrote down was, your friend and mine, your favorite story, Mo Gay the Stranded Alien. Oh, Mo Gay the Stranded <laughs> Alien, yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. background us on that story? That's a great story. This is like somehow someone, Mo Gay contacted MUFON and he was trying, someone, someone contacted MUFON saying they were an alien stuck on Earth. And they tried to get MUFON to like connect them to Hillary Clinton, I think. And then, yeah. or so. just to get them help. And no one would help. Mufon didn't, couldn't get the help for the alien. <laughs> and then the alien like went over Mufon's head to to the UN like two weeks later. It was very bad boy. The whole thing was very bad boy. It was like, what the fuck is, what is this thing? This is so weird. But no one ever heard from Bogey again. So I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think that was it for 2016, right? Is there yeah, anything else? Well, there's a, yeah, there's tons of other things like, um, you know, more Bigfoot footage. Um, what was it, what else was there? Um, the uh, the woman that that got a uh, British accent after dental surgery. <laughs> general General. Oh uh, yeah, there was lots of weird stories. There was lots of weird stories. But as far as like earth shattering or provocative shit that people talked about, like in our community, I don't think there was really anything. No, not much. I'm hoping for a good year this year. Yeah, me too. In but fact, we'll uh, a couple people, including uh, our friend John here on the Writing Mysterioso chat room, says, uh, let's hear about predictions for 2017. He continues, I think Skinwalker Ranch will recapture lots of headlines due to the new owners and reports of increased activity. Do you know what I looked at when um, when somebody mentioned Skinwalker? I think it was George Knapp mentioned Skinwalker Ranch and the, the new owners. I looked up the name of the owners, and it's a media company. This, I thought uh, I thought Bigelow was still involved with that. Well, either that or it's under a shell company that's, that's, that Bigelow has called, you know, um, whatever the media company is. I, I wrote it down. I've got it somewhere. In fact, I thought, yeah, I heard I about that. If I can find it, I'll put it in the write-up. Well, Skinwalker Ranch will only become big if they open it, if they do something with it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's just a, a private property. You know what I mean? It's like if a media company owns it and they turn it into fucking like a ghost hunt hangout for the weekend tourist destination, then yeah, for sure. But I'm skeptical that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, from what I saw, apparently they're using it as some way to to get video of weird stuff to exploit somehow to make a, a TV or movie or something like that. That's what I got from looking just with, you know, so-and-so media holding group. That was the name of the, when I looked it's it up, I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Right. Secret machines oh. owns Skinwalker yeah. ranch. I mean, yeah, like I said, uh, unless something happens, they, 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 they like conspicuously and intentionally fly under the fucking radar over there. So I don't expect they're going to, they're, they're not going to welcome any publicity, but that, that, and that's the only thing that would change. No. Predictions-wise, to do the hot or not for the new year, I think 
I'll predict that UFOs are still going to, they're going to, they're going to simmer. They'll stay hot. It's a big year for UFO anniversaries. You got uh, Phoenix Lights, Kenneth Arnold, Roswell, and Shag Harbor all in one year. So I think you're going to see a lot of media coverage. Um, maybe, yeah, yeah. hopefully, someone will ask Trump about fucking UFOs. You know, it's like that's the best you can hope for. But I think UFOs will still be popular. And, I mean, I I, I just see a lot of the same. You know, space will be popular. Um, I think they're going to keep sort of like dancing around aliens in a, in a scientific way. Like, I think that was kind of what I was alluding to about space uh, in the in the thing. It was like, oh, okay. I, as I joke with stick, they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of like getting closer and closer to being like, there's aliens out there. We can't, we can't contact them yet, but they're there. We found, you know what I mean? Like someone, some astronomer predicted that they'll find a mainstream astronomer because I guess they're doing like probes on Europa or some shit this year. And he said, they'll probably find life there. So it's like, I think, I guess I wouldn't go that far, but I think hot topics will be, maybe they'll find a fucking worm on Europa and and as crazy as and, and as fucking shitty as that would be, that'll be the you know, that'll be like a game changer. Then it'll be like th- things will change. So I'm hoping that that would happen. But you know, if they find you know, it's gonna end up being like, don't get excited, folks. It's gonna be a fucking amoeba, and that's it. But it's like, well, if an amoeba can grow on Europa, then whatever, yeah. you know. So I think that Everything. I think that'll be the hmm. I think that's it. I mean, Bigfoot's just pop culture now. So I don't think Bigfoot's going to be solved. Uh, Ghosts, we talked about, it's like, they'll just keep getting more evidence for ghosts. No one's going to, no one's going to be like, oh, I fucking believe in ghosts now. You know? So I think the other thing would be maybe to look for would be, I don't think the Queen is going to make it uh, in 2017. So I'd say we finally may see, at least, uh, yeah, your lifetime too, I guess, right? It's like, I yeah. I joked with you before in the year, it's funny to wrap up 2016, it's like, Trump won, the fucking Cubs won the World Series. Like, <laughs> anyone who's into this shit should have hope that, like, the impossible is possible. Like the things that previously we would have said, you know, never could happen. Like what, like Fidel Castro was dead, folks. Like the queen looks like she's probably not going to make it maybe another year or two. It's like the world is fundamentally changing. The things that you've never seen before are happening. Maybe, maybe what we've always wanted to have happen will happen. Maybe someone will hit a Bigfoot with a truck, you know, like, I'm not holding out hope on UFOs. That's too complicated. But Bigfoot, sure. Like, a- anything's possible. So, that's my my prediction. But I think Bigfoot's just going to be a pop culture icon and nothing more this year. Uh, UFOs, still kind of hot. Space, getting hotter. That's about it. And conspiracies. Conspiracies are going to be huge all year. So, definitely conspiracies. So, because yeah, they're dueling, all this, form that's gonna take. oh, it's going to mutate. It's going to mutate into all kinds of shit, you know. 
It's like when you have the when you have the intelligence agencies of the world like dueling and shit and hacking and spying and you know it's we're, we're really into deep conspiracy shit that's coming out in the open. So that's my predictions. I'm losing right. my voice a bit, so I'll turn it over to you to talk some while, while I drink a cold beer. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going to be hot. I would generally tend to agree with uh, Tim there. What I was going to say when uh, before I tried to interrupt Tim so rudely was he was saying about finding life elsewhere. Um, that there's a if people want to pick it up, and it's, you know, I don't know the author or anything, and I probably won't have him on the show. There's a book called Weird Life, and it's just it's basically talking what the guy does in a book length argument, not an argument, but a uh, article, I guess. He talks about um, what forms life takes on this earth, what kind of weird environments it lives in. You know, they can live in 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 uh, uh, arsenic pools and next to geothermal vents in the in the in the in the ocean floor, and they get their energy and everything from that. He said, if we can have that kind of weird uh, life on this planet, imagine what it you know what forms it could. It, it, there's no problem with it existing on other planets because here they're called extremophiles. And another part of the uh, galaxy, or the universe, or the solar system, whatever, they would be called the, the you know the dominant form of life. Today. And who knows what forms those would take? But it's not like it's hard for life to exist in an environment that we consider not hospitable to life. And that's been realized, I guess, a long time ago by scientists. But it took me reading that book to realize that uh, um, you you can look for life, and you have to look for its signature in ways that you probably wouldn't look for. Uh, normally, unless you took into account all the, like I said, the extremophiles that uh, have been discovered over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40, whatever years. Um, the only other thing that I would have a prediction for is that all this stuff I've been whining about, my guests, and probably you too, on the last, in the last two or three years of the show about UFO study changing, I think that's happening. And it's not happening in, in the big groups. What is happening is let's look at different ways to prove that there's aliens coming here from other planets, which I think is a, I guess it's a step, but I still think it's a waste of, a waste of time. The, the, the main thing to do is figure out what, <laughs> what causes UFO reports. That, that's my new, that, that should be on a T-shirt. Not where they're coming from or, you know, how can we prove it to the people or right. you know, how can we get the government to close. But what causes the damn reports? You know, and, and it's like that, I think that's a real basic question, and it brings up a lot of things like you know, how do we interact with it? What is our uh, contribution to um, not just UFOs, but I guess anything paranormal, um, Bigfoot sightings, uh, Loch Ness, anything like that? Um, that that's a basic question. I think more people are paying attention to that, um, and they're doing. Probably amazing. I, I would think, and I've heard glimmers from some people that they're do, people are doing amazing, weird, um, completely un what's the word un uh, unapproved unorthodox. Things. Huh? Unorthodox. Yes. Very unorthodox. What do you mean unapproved? Things. Unapproved meaning it's not like By who? you're not using science. It's like you know what you know. I think science goes a certain amount of uh, uh, distance toward looking at this problem, but it doesn't go far enough. And, and a few of those things right. are, in, you know, we, we had a show recently about engaging with it and not in a Stephen Greer way, but um, 
engaging with the phenomenon personally, uh, trying to affect the phenomenon personally by by some active uh, uh, activity. Um, let's see. I think information, uh, using the information from the UFO community, of UFO organizations, data. Pull all the data together into the biggest database you can possibly find, possibly put together with all the information that you can possibly get into one place that is curated properly so you know what categories that um, aspects of the thing falls into. So you can you know, get a pretty accurate, as, as accurate as you can across the board um, database, like not just colors and times and distances and all that, but also um, kind of like what happened to people afterwards, what happened before, uh, how did it affect them emotionally. Um, yeah, but we talked and, about this you know, before. What, you got to start all over now because that shit's not even in that. I bet. Uh, uh, I don't think you, you're going to have to find somebody who can shit. glean all this stuff. The thing is, I don't think every, anybody's ever taken data from everywhere, like you know, which will be a little yeah. difficult because different cultures have different ways of collecting the information. But try and get all this information to one place, and then start massaging the data and running it through different scenarios. In fact, you could probably run your own UFO experiment just on the data. So I think that kind oh, of stuff oh. is going to start hop, happening more uh, this year. Like the, the beginnings of it are going to be um, – I already see the beginnings of it going on. So that, that's my prediction for this year is um, people being so fed up with the way things were done before that they start doing actively doing new things to try and solve different mysteries, particularly the UFO one. Yeah, absolutely, and not to beat a dead horse, but I think that a lot of that might subconsciously come from the idea that like this disclosure thing's not happening. Like it's not yeah, gonna, well, you know. There's, there's nothing to disclose. God damn it! To me, the I know. I don't. We don't, like I don't disagree. I'm just. I'm just. I just mean the narrative is dead. Like, like, like. I hope so. You know. The ten-year-long narrative of like Obama's going to be the disclosure. There's people on Facebook right, right. still who are like post shit where they're like, "I'm hearing rumblings that there's going to be something, you know, in the next week before Trump takes office." It's like there's no fucking way they're going to disclose UFOs the week, the day Trump takes office. What are you retarded? Like <laughs> they don't want that kind of chaos. Like Jesus Christ, this is going to be a carefully managed thing. They're not going to do it then, but you know. It's crazy. I had another prediction for 2017 based on something somebody posted on here, but now I can't find it. So, uh, we'll see yeah. if you can find it. Uh, on my uh, chat room at writingmysterioso.com, John, I, um, again, says, looking ahead, I bet money Jim Mars will be Tim's next guest. Yeah, that's a good bet. And what special guests would Greg and Tim like to land this year? I, I, I started making a list for myself. Um, but I don't know. Let me see if I can find the list. See what I can pull off of this list. Uh, let's see. Um, we have like never three had, chat going at once. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have never spoken Paul Devereaux on my show. I'd love to do that. I'd love to speak to him. Adam Parfrey, who's been running Barrel House for like the last 25, 30 years. Um, put out some amazing books that I always enjoyed, and plus I've known him for quite a long time. You know who I've never had on? I'm totally amazed I haven't. Dave Children. Oh yeah, I've never had him on my show either. 
Yeah, so that's somebody I'd like to get on and talk to him because I've known he, he published the, the excluded middle book when nobody else would. So he's like, you know, he basically gave me a really nice big kick in the butt to uh, go out and start uh, writing more and publishing more. So um, I still thank him for that, and uh, I'd like to interview him. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So those are just a few of the people. Um, I've, uh, um, who else? Let's see. Oh, Jack you know, Brewer. Someone says been... Jack Brewer. I've had Jack. We've both had Jack Brewer on our show. So yeah. I haven't had Jack Brewer on my show. Oh, you haven't had Jack Brewer on? He's right. No, no. Um, I want to interview the uh, cognitive psychologist Donald Hoffman uh, about um, visual systems and the way we we see things and how. And I, 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 I want to see if I can get him interested in talking about anomalous experience and how that might be. You know, how the visual system might deal with that. Our visual system, our, our 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 nervous system, and our memories, and all that. I think he's a visual system person, but um, that, that's somebody I'd like to interview too. So I'm 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 going to be working on that one too. How about you? Well, as some people know, the next season, which should start soon, hopefully by the end of the month, and I actually bought a microphone as I was telling Greg last night. So any illusions about me like leaving the uh, radio sphere is is insane, but. Uh, but season 10 will be the final season of the seasonal format for Banal of America. So it's more going to be just like a big fucking party. Just trying to have a lot of my favorite guests and friends and stuff on to, uh, to sort of close out the season. Um, I don't have any, like, wish list type guests. I'd like to get George Knapp back on, though, because I haven't talked to him in a while. I know you, you want to you have uh, on your show? get George. Yeah, yeah, for the 100th episode. So I was going to get him on like three years ago, and it just didn't happen because I think his wife got sick, and then when it, when she got better, he could didn't have a chance or he didn't want to, and it was like, Ugh. but yeah, I yeah, it's to hard to get to him. I, yeah, he's a hard but one. Yeah, to get, I mean, though. it would be kind of cool, I guess, if I had like a if it, it's a really ridiculous sort of like wish, but because it's like that's kind of a wasted wish in a sense, but. If I was going to go full circle, I would. We ended season one with uh, an interview with Gary McKinnon of all people, the ah. UFO hacker. Yeah. So here we are, like twelve years later. I would love to get him back on the show to wrap up his story. You know, because he didn't. He never got. I think like the government like stepped in, and he didn't end up getting deported or whatever, extradited to America. So he's he pretty much got off on that. So, uh, or got off for it or whatever, but so I don't, I don't know. Uh, that would be like a wish list guest for my personal OCD. Now that I've thought about it and now I'm going to have to fucking drink him down, <laughs> but that would be, you know, but otherwise I think a lot of old friends and, uh, you know, folks, there's a few folks that I haven't talked to yet that I want to get on the show and get in the canon of the of the show, but otherwise, you know, your cutches, your go rightlies, your red pill junkies, uh, you know, try and get old friends and, and uh new friends on the show to wrap it up pretty much. Hopefully yeah. get my voice back by the time we launch. <laughs> I've been too I've been too doing too many old friends on the show and haven't been expanding because when I have friends on the show I don't have to do any I don't have to do any background or work because we just talk about what we would normally talk about anyway. Um, yeah, and I know why I want to do it <laughs> that way for my last yeah. year. Yeah. 
But well, I figure I've I've been cheating myself and other people by being lazy like that, and I would like to expand a little bit. Like, um, you know, uh, yeah, Carlos actually said he would love to. He just said DHC real exclamation point. I think he'd like to hear me talking to David Childress and see what he says. And I haven't, you know, I talked to Dave. I went and stayed at his place a couple months ago, um, and we had nice, big, long talks about lots of things, some of which I would love to have on the show. So I'll, I'll bug him. I'm sure he'll say fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't even – my show, so especially now, like fly by the seat of my pants. I don't even think about – I mean, now I'm like almost – more concerned about trying to get the microphone set up and figuring out how how that all works <laughs> so I can do a, a, a proper podcast. So, yeah. And like I said, anyone who's like, what, you're leaving? Season 10 is the last season. It's like I wouldn't have bought, went out and bought a fucking microphone if I was just going to wrap it up in a year. So, you know, yeah. I'm thinking ahead to what I'm going to do after uh, the way I do the show now, which is completely right. like wild, wild west. You know, it's like yeah. I need, maybe I'm going to do something more structured. You know, but I don't want to even suggest anything because once I wrap up season 10, I might finally get around to writing a book or something. So we'll see what happens. God, I hope so. You, you, you're way overdue for a book there, Tim. And you, I know you can do it. You're, you're a good writer. So I think you should go for it. Yeah, no, I, it's more just a matter of like, what am I going to write about? And I think it'll just be like a, a, a big sprawling sort of like thoughts on different shit, you know? Because I've covered yeah. all this stuff, and I have opinions on a lot of things. So it's kind of like uh, that's probably what it'll be, you know. Right. But I don't know okay. if I can actually say say that, say enough about all these different things. But, you know, and weave in stories about my show and shit. So right. I, mean, I kind of have an idea, but I just never got around to, like, sitting down and doing it. So I should just put together an outline. First, that would probably be a good idea. Now we're yeah, getting well, up you, on the yeah. hour, but I figure we can we can dribble over a little bit. You, you don't yeah, have a hard cut off, over. right? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just gonna get off. Yeah, my live listeners will get cut off in like five minutes, but they can wait for the MP3 or just go over to RadioMysterioso.com and hear uh, the conversation continue. So. Yeah, I mean, if you go to RadioMysterioso.com and up at the top of the page, there's a there's a thing that actually there's a little link that says live player. You can listen to it live that way, uh, if you like. Um, but also, I think it'll be an interesting year in a sense. Uh, I, like I said, I felt like everything was on pause this year. So now, without the election dragging the oxygen out of the room, I'm hoping that like <laughs> things will happen, in a sense. Yeah. I don't know what, but something will happen. Yeah, it's you know it's, it's kind of ripe for it, and you know that's good. Uh, but a lot of this, is, I mean, even even out of the political arena, it seems like things are the, the decks are being cleared. I mean, we just talked about the UFO thing and how I think it's going to change. Because um, yeah. people have been asking for change for what, like six, eight, ten years now, and it's finally filtering through to the. Uh, to the mainstream and you know mainstream different is a lot it's generally not that different but if it drags everybody else along to to do their own uh explorations i think that the more people the better because you used to not be able to do that people start their own magazines like albert k bender or, or um you know people i knew in the 90s or whatever or you know what's his name i think rick hilberg used to publish uh, a ufo magazine um 
There was a UFO news clipping service that Lou Farish used to have. These are all like these grassroots things that became very important later. And I think with the Internet and the way that people can communicate um, accurately, quick, quickly, and, uh, and um, secretly, actually, I think it's, it's a good thing. I think, I, I think uh, uh, research in secret until you have some kind of result or no result and you tell people what happened. I think that's a great thing. I, I don't have any problem with Bigelow not telling people what he was doing because it would it would dilute what they were trying to do. So Exactly. Well, I think it's going to be a good year, too, because, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, where it seems like uh, weird shit, okay? No matter how you want to slice it, we don't know. what You know, paranormal stuff happens during times of, like, great tumultuousness, it seems. And so it would... It, it seems like 2017 is going to be a very tumultuous, chaotic year, and one would expect that that would engender itself to strange and unusual things happening. That's my theory, at least. You know, it's like we're 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 the entire world is going through a liminal state soon. You know, or, or in the midst of a liminal state, we're in the midst of a very transitional period, and I think that inject like causes conjures this shit to happen. Weird shit. Whether, you know, where it comes from, that's what we're all trying to figure out. But it seems like the, it, the conditions are right for really weird shit to happen. So hopefully it does. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we so, do. We, that's our shit. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's our life's work yeah. is, is, to, is to delve into the realm of weird shit, you know, yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah, somebody just said on the chat room here on the site, they said that they'd pay for OT Radio Mysterioso. That, that's nice, but the day I start charging for writing Mysterioso is the day that it does, it's, it, I think it loses half its soul. Not because of the money, but because I'm just like, I, I figure I'm doing this because I want to do it. If I got to do it to make money off it, which I would dearly love to do right now, I don't have a regular job, but I don't. If I figure if I do the radio show and I start charging people for any part of it, it somehow makes it not the kind of thing that I want it to be, or it will dilute it in some way. I don't know what it is. It just it has it'll have this subtext that bothers me. Yeah. No, I have no intention of charging for Banal of America unless I lost my job. So, you know, I it's like to me. I just start charging for it. Yeah, no, I understand. I wouldn't begrudge you if you did, so, you know. But to me, yeah. it's like, I tried, I mean, listen, dude, I tried fucking making like a, you know, like a part of part of, part of where I'm at in my life is because I like didn't work for a few years and just dedicated myself to this shit. And it was like, I never yeah. made any money. I ended up wildly in debt. So to me, it's like, that's, you know, trying to make money off of this shit's like insane. Unless you get like a TV deal or something, you know, and even then, most yeah, of those people the, don't get paid yeah. shit. Those are the only people who so make money off are, are producers, you know. Right, and, right. And, and so it's like charging, charging for a podcast to me was always like it. It it became a commitment that I didn't want to ever have to take on, as evidenced by the fact that I've barely done any shows this year. It's like if I had subscribers, then I'd have to do shows all the time, and then it becomes an obligation instead of something you do because you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, Steve wants us to say something about um, Paramania. I'm always yeah, we're gonna. loathe 
to say anything about Paramania because we had just the right amount of people last for the first one. It turned out perfectly. Paramania was a, a miracle, really. It was a miracle. I don't know how else to say it. I I always described it as magical um, to the point now that it's like, I actually, you know, within like a week of getting home, I was like depressed where I was like, it's never going to be that magical again. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, just to reflect on it, it was funny. I said that message to you. I was laughing about it because it was like, I had a pretty crazy year. I went to Dealey Plaza Aurora, Shag Harbor, uh, and and you went to all three of those places too. We we oddly enough were like did a weird paranormal, like I don't know tourist <laughs> tourist uh, trip to two of them. So it was it was cool that I shared those experiences with you over the course of the year. I mean that was really like the highlight of my year, like going to these amazing places with good friends and seeing like weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it, 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 these are like uh, UFO people bucket lists, and one of them was Shag Harbor, like I said, and uh, another one was when we were at Paramania in Dallas. Um, we went out. Uh, Carlos uh, uh, drove, um, I think, Josh Cutchin and Micah and I, and then a few other people went in other cars, but we caravanned out to uh, uh, Aurora to the uh, to the, the site of the famous possible alien ship crash in 1897 or whatever it was. And then Jim Mars, of all people, who studied this thing, drove or got a ride out from his house, which apparently is not too far from there, and stood there at the gravesite and gave us a little talk about it. And then we went to the place where supposedly the, um, the uh, whatever the flying thing was, hit a windmill, and then they, they, they buried the pieces in a well. We went to the site of that well. And then right. uh, Micah Hanks started giving us a talk on what happened at that well and what his view of piece of the history was. And it was amazing. And it was an amazing uh, experience all around. Experience, must yeah. Again, yeah, must again thank everybody involved, particularly Steve, for setting up. Yeah, it was funny, like, uh, talking about, like, charging for podcasts and shit. It was like, if you did the fucking pain-in-the-ass legwork, you probably could have charged people, like, 50 bucks, 70 bucks a pop to fucking go out to that graveyard with Jim Mars that day. You know what I mean? It was like... But it all happened spontaneously and free. And it was like you put the good intentions out there, and it works out even better than you could expect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that we're trying to do this in Los Angeles this year. It's going to... And I guess... Uh, to to my horror, I said I guess I'd try and host it. Post it. Post it. And I'll try and set some stuff up when people come out here. But that's... Um, uh, August, I'm sorry, it was April 9th, I can't remember the date. I got it, hold on, yeah, let me see. But, as far, yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing year for that shit, because, uh, you know, Dealey Plaza was pretty awesome, too. Did you yeah. know, you remember that guy, you remember that guy with the table? At Dealey Plaza? Everybody, yeah, there's a lot of people, if you've been, I've been there once before, and it's always people, um, there's always, depending on the time of the year and all that, there's people, especially around the anniversary of the assassination, there's always people out there um, selling things, giving lectures, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, it goes on, and the city just lets it happen. Right, right, but they the, all kind of get on the grassy knoll there. Yeah, but I read an article this year, uh, I think that you like this, the, 
Do you remember this that guy though at the table? Yes. Right. That was like, yeah. He's actually like an institution of Dealey Plaza, and he's been taken to court like dozens of times by the Dallas police. Um, That's And right. they can never get him for any get him for anything. And right. the sign in all of our pictures that says Crassy Knoll that has the arrow. That's his fucking sign. He puts that up when he comes out and puts his table up. That's not something the, the city does. Like, the city fucking hates that shit. But he comes in in the morning and rolls out the sign. The tourism. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, what I'm saying is, like, that. it's like it's all, it, it sprung up from him pretty much that, like, people, uh, you know, at least have some understanding of where the fuck... Where, there's no, there's no like, official Dallas... Uh, you know, tourism guy there, like showing people around and shit. He's the guy. What happened I'm to you? Answering your... uh, text. I'm, I'm answering uh, uh, chat room stuff. Um, I'm looking at the writing material, so Facebook page. I'm trying to make sure all the levels are right. So <laughs> every once in a while, it's going to be quiet for a second while I'm like, oh, I guess all I'm right, no worries. Um, Let me get the paramania info for people. Uh, all right, now, if you're interested in attending Paramania, just shoot uh, me or Greg an email or a message on Facebook so we can uh, let you know. But you got to be fucking serious about it, and we don't want a shitload of people. So if you're not sure about it or whatever, uh, then don't come. <laughs> and and the whole idea is, as we said last year, this is a total leap of faith, folks. It's completely fly by the seat of your pants put together by us, and uh, we have no – we can't promise you anything. Um, and the dates are April 7th, 8th, and 9th, and it's in Los Angeles, California, and we'll be staying at the uh, Beverly Laurel Motor Inn. So just uh, BeverlyLaurelMotorHotel.com is the website. So, And that's the last yeah, well, you're ever going to hear Greg or I promote this event. So, Yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, you know. Whoa, our listeners jumped up by about 10. I wonder what the hell happened. Anyway, um, some other show must have yeah, gone off here. I probably I will probably edit this piece out when I post it. Really, that's that's um, fine. Yeah, yeah. Because what it is, and we're not trying to be elitist or anything. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want people to see think we're. But the thing is, I we were really scared. Like a hundred people would show up last year. So, right. Oh, I know why there's we got much more listeners now because people think that the show comes on at eight o'clock. Oh. Okay, we got eight to ten p.m. Pacific on my thing. I should I should say um, either or. In fact, well, I did put up on if you look at the uh, the news thing. It's so six to eight year Pacific in, on this one. Yeah. Well, on on the news thing, but at the top of my page it says usually eight to ten p.m. Pacific live um, on uh, Sundays. And so people, a lot of people logged on just now. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Um, well, if they go to wow. Banal of America, they can click the thing and listen from the beginning if they want the picture because oh, okay. uh, it's a simulcast. So anyone who just That's came right, in now because right. the show's ending, go to BanalofAmerica.com and click the button, and that'll start yeah. the show from the beginning. I, um, I encourage you. So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we're not going to, like, super promote it. We don't want to show a lot of people. We just don't want to show a lot of people. And, and, well, and quite it honestly, is, it's yeah. more – yeah, God. Yeah, what it is is um, – if you don't know what it is, it's just something that um, 
I don't know who thought of it. Oh, no, well, Steve, Steve said, um, uh, if you guys come out here, um, will you, can we have a meeting of just, like, people? And I thought, sure. So what it is, it's basically a UFO convention of people that just like our shows, but we don't charge for it. It's like, if you can get out here and put yourself up and get over here, we just hang out. So um, I don't exactly know what we're going to do yet, and we probably won't announce it yet, but um, there'll be activities, and we, we basically just hang out. And if anybody is a writer or an author or somebody that has some published thing that they want to talk about, they get up. You know, last time we had Josh Cutchin, um, Micah, um, Steve, uh, our host, and I all got up in, in a public, uh, in, a, in a, a little rented room we had, and we gave them talks. We had we had a screen to talk and everything. And I have um, I have already uh, about four months ago I re- I uh, set aside a um, I, I got a community room at the library, so that, nice. that will be available for us during during the uh, uh, on on I think on Saturday on Saturday the what the eighth right yeah. right. And like Greg was saying, yeah, because uh, now I'm afraid that I sound elitist. It's like we it's. It would be great if like a million people showed up, but I don't want to be responsible for <laughs> for anyone. So yeah. you're on your own. That's the point of the whole event. You're on your own. Like you got to figure out your ride situation when you get to L.A. You got to, you know, get to get to L.A. Uh, and and the good thing is that everybody will work together. It's very communal. You know, you're not going to be sitting at the hotel without a fucking ride somewhere. But at the same time. You're going to be at the hotel that morning, not sure how you're going to get from point A to point B, and you're going to have to work with everybody else to figure it out. So if that's not your yeah. bag, like, don't do it. <laughs> like, believe me, you know. I mean, I went in there. Luckily, I was kind of, you know, me, Greg, and, and almost entirely Steve kind of, like, put this together last year. So luckily, like, I'm, I'm you know, I, I had no voice. And I was just a fucking mess. But everybody took care of me, so. But like I said, if you're... If you if you're somebody who goes to an event and you want shit like a bing bang boom bop bop, then this is not this is not for you, man. This is like this is like one big party and we figure it out as we go along and if we want to take a long breakfast, then whatever we had planned for the afternoon now gets moved to three. You know? Yeah. So if that kind I mean, of shit we, we, gets under your skin, like no, don't come. <laughs> well, there are loose plans and uh, if we get out from uh if we if we uh, we do plan to actually take a trip out the Integratron because people come here they they should see that especially if they like our shows I mean it's like it's, it's a like yeah I think that's like the yeah, dealing anybody that's interested in the, too. yeah yeah anybody that's interested in this stuff that that's that should be one of their um, their pilgrimage sites and it has been mine for a long time in fact I went out there one time and uh, performed a some sort of strange ritual, I think, of, of just honoring contactees. And at the end of it, I was emotionally drained. It was a very strange moment for me. Well, so, looking anyway, forward to that. Uh, That'll be cool. But we yeah. don't know what else we're going to do in L.A. because there's so much shit, but it's all spread out. So it's like, what's the, you know, is there like a must-see thing in L.A.? That, well, there's all kinds of must-see just, things. I know, that's the thing. It's so... The, the plan Crazy. will be to see things that are, one, tourists don't see because I live here. I've lived here all my life, and I know the places. And um, two, is, is uh, relevant to people that are interest, interested in this kind of stuff. Like maybe we'll go to Devil's Gate and see where Jack Parsons performed rituals when he was uh, in the OCL. Yeah, that would be cool. Or, just stuff like now, what that. about it's the uh, – isn't there like a, like a secret Nazi – 
fucking like not a base, there but is, like but a secret knock. Yeah, I know. It was, a, it was it was bold. I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been knocked down. It's not there anymore. Um, but what well, was ruined in, in a valley uh, uh, south of Malibu um, that was all overgrown. But it was built in the 30s by a couple, or at least continued in the 30s and built up to a uh, working um, ranch or a working facility by a couple of people who had some money and were affiliated with the German Nazis. And they actually allowed some of them to train there, thinking that the United States was going to lose the war and that would be the place where at least in Southern California, where the where the headquarters was. So eventually, the FBI came in and shut that down sometime near the beginning of the first uh, Second World War. But that, no, that's not there anymore. But um, there's plenty of other things that uh, that uh, we'll look at. I mean, we probably, probably have time for. Is there a Unarius? Uh, I think we yeah, went to Unarius in San some, Diego, right? Or is that? Yeah. We went yeah, to the one in San Diego. Is there one in L.A.? Yeah, it's in it's in L.A. Yeah, it's oh, that would like, be a great thing maybe, to do. Maybe like three miles from the the center of uh, Armenia stuff at the at the hotel there. Oh, that would be awesome to do. Yeah, that's definitely worth considering. Yeah. Uh, well, it would be fun. Any, that's for sure. Okay. Um, I, I guess I got to apologize to people. But oh, you know what? A lot of these people said they jumped over from your chat room. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, that's what Steve said. That must be people that came over for my feed. So that's possible. It's the simulcast, man. It's all over the map. But yeah, I think it'll be a fun time, and uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. So yeah. And like I said, Greg and I won't even. We're not gonna. There's no website. There's nothing. That's why I said if you if you, if you think you're gonna come, contact one of us so you can figure out how to get in on this. But you know. Otherwise, there's no place for us to send you because there's no, you know, there's no website. It's all underground. Yeah, uh, it's just people that are interested, and we just come and have a fun time. And we did that in Dallas last year, thanks to Steve. And we're going to try to do it in LA this year and see what happens the year after. Um, it probably yeah, if it works in move LA, around then, the country. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking we'll about doing one in Boston the year after, so we can maybe try that. And I might actually. Because I've been kind of like, this is kind of a segue here, but uh, since I've been bit by the travel bug, I'm thinking about doing the Roswell 70th. So if anyone's thinking about what? doing that, let me know. I'll be there, soon. We're going to Roswell for the anniversary this year. I'm speaking there, so I will be there. You're going to be in Roswell? Yeah, I'm going to be. I got invited there to talk. Oh, nice. Then I'm almost definitely going. Yeah. yeah, so, so be, we I'll, might have I'll our Shag in, Harbor too. Yeah, in, exactly. in Roswell. Uh huh. What are you speaking at? Uh, yeah. Mark? What thing? I am speaking at the probably the the alternative one that is. Uh, I think it's run by like uh, some Christian group, but uh, they don't. They're not telling me what to say, so I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. Is that like Guy Guy Richie or whatever his name is, Guy? Uh, guy. Guy Malone, not Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's an actor. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm thinking about Roswell, too, this year. Because my brother has a friend who lives in Roswell, so I think I might have a place to stay, which would help out a lot. Uh, maybe I'll bring my crazy brother with me. You can meet him. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. But do so. you want to play? Okay. Do you, do you want to play Bernie oh. Looney's thing to close this out? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I guess uh, should we play it and then say goodnight? Is that how it works? Okay, we'll do that. If we'll yeah. play it, say goodnight, and then um, uh, actually, since you are quote-unquote the guest, I'll ask if you want what kind of music you're going to play after, and we'll close with that. But what what uh, this thing with Bernie was was that he's one of those what, – maybe you know him better than I do, Tim. I don't know Bernie very well at all, and he's a mystery to me. But what I know is that <laughs> – no, this is true. Somewhere along the way, Bernie emerged on Facebook, and uh, he's so funny. He's an amazingly funny guy and very creative, and he made some Banal of America endorsement as a guy from Dorchester, Mass. It was so fucking funny, and we've become friends ever since. And I don't know much about him. I'm trying to learn more about him, but apparently he was like – he interviewed Frank Zappa in the 80s. That's all I know right now. So I'm assuming he was like some kind of like reporter or writer or something in the 80s. And he he did this insanely hilarious but poignant like reflection on the election after it happened. And he just makes me laugh every time I see some shit that he posts. And so he posted a long like story about being abducted uh, on your Facebook page. And having watched a number of Bernie videos, I was like, this thing needs the fucking Bernie treatment. He needs to, like, do this as, like, in spoken word. And then I think Zach Farr was, like, with beatnik bongos. And then within, like, a day, he did it. And it was amazing. And, And it really is funny. And so, Bernie, whoever you are, you are really uh, he, he makes me laugh every time I see his shit. I guess he's coming to Boston in a couple months, and he, he might end up staying with me for a few days. So uh, that'll be cool. But, yeah, this is Bernie's really wild abduction story. Beatnik abduction, which he recorded just, I think, yesterday. So let, let me play this here. I was abducted by aliens over Thanksgiving. I was upstate New York. I was wondering why I was all banged up. Then the memories, they just came flooding back. I was outside of a friend's pad having a smoke when this blue beam hit me. And I found myself getting taken up. But the beam kept dropping me back down to the ground. I finally succeeded to find myself inside some crap, staring at some vague-looking cats. I couldn't really make them out, but I did notice they were wearing spats. One of them told me he needed to give me important info to take back and transmit. But he said, first, you can stand to lose a few pounds there, man. That explained the beam constantly dropping me. Then he said, and I do mean said, in straight lingo, you know, the king's job, no telepathic job. Here's what you need to take back. We don't abduct people anymore, Daddy-O. Haven't done it in ages. And even then, it was only a few of you catching kids. I mean, we're in a bad place. Can you dig it? How Mickey Mouse do you think we are? Do you really think that we're that dim-witted that we need to snatch you guys for decades to figure out how you Clydes work? And do you think we use outdated invasive procedures? For fuck's sake, we're Yonsa heading that area. I have to say the cat was on point. I started to ask all kinds of questions, like where were they from? Why didn't they just announce themselves to the earth at large? 
And he yelled at me and said, hey, I'm talking here. Then he said, they all love to talk to Radio Mysterioso in that bishop kit. He's straight from the fridge, man. And we rattled his cage back in the day, but that cat knows his groceries. He's a good ass. He loved the wacky movies he plays that we influence. He keeps wanting to know, but no way in hell will give it up. Use his foot now and wrap your cat and set the record straight. After that, they released a rope ladder for me to climb down. Since they were afraid their fancy blue bean might drop me again. The end. Damn, Bernie. That was amazing. So incredibly creative. Just so nice. Good yeah. job, man. Yeah. Let's turn that down. There we go. We have fantastic <laughs> listeners, that's for sure. We have fantastic listeners that can do shit like that. It's amazing. Yeah, that that uh, can do that. They and you know, people talk a lot. Nobody ever does anything. Bernie did it. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, dude, you gotta do this as spoken word poetry or some shit. Next thing you know, it's like, okay, here you go. It's like, what? Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Well, man, I guess I'll, do, I'll close out my show. Thank you for doing the year in review. I, I feel like it was an epic year, but we didn't even give it epic year treatment. But at the same time, it's like it was I just an epic did. year dominated by one giant fucking story that we don't want to talk about anymore, which was the election. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I do I think was, that there was no elephant in the room. That was just the room. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll go down in history as one of those years, like a 1941 or some shit, or or 1969. That everyone will always rem- yeah. remember where they were in 2016 when things went insane. And now we'll see what insane looks like here in 2017. So let's hope it's not so bad that we can't be doing this again next year. And I think we're going to be okay, folks. Don't worry. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, I think so too. But then again, I always think the thing that makes me feel the best. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think right, the man. thing that makes well, me feel the best. Yeah. Well, like I said, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Thanks for doing this again. I appreciate it. And uh, I sent you a song for the for the closer. Yes, I have the song here, and uh, I won't announce it. I'll just play it, and um, I'll talk to you. Uh, probably within the next day or two anyway, uh, Tim. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk and, this week. Absolutely. And uh, thanks again for uh, – actually, Tim suggested we do the simulcast again, which was uh, brilliant, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. It looks like a lot of people listening did. Um, and uh, as far as I know, I'll be back next week. I don't know who with. Um, and if I'm not, at least I will post something that hasn't been heard before because I still have a little bit of a backlog of uh, stuff. And if you want to hear this – show, if you missed the beginning of it, go over to um, uh, Tim's site, go over to binallofamerica.com, and I guess you can find it very quickly, uh, play, play the show from the beginning. Yeah, just click the picture of all the Trump clowns, you'll be all set. And I'll be back with okay. a new show probably by the end of the month to kick off season 10, so stay tuned, folks. Okay, thanks, Tim. No problem, buddy, good night. <laughs>